This week on Tapping In, we're going to talk about if you know, you know. What are some of the things in jujitsu and in life that unless you experience it, you don't really know what people are talking about? What are some of the things that are happening in the jujitsu academy and the jiu-jitsu culture that if you know, you know? And if you don't, well, you're about to find out. Thank you for joining us once again. This is Tapping In, episode 77. And please be sure to like, subscribe, and follow. Enjoy the show. Bang. We are back. We back in a New York mood. I'm back. Back in a New York groove. Been a while since I was here. You know what? I don't want to sing that song anymore. Because every time the Giants score a touchdown or do something, they play that. I didn't know that. And I haven't, like, I just haven't heard that song in so long. <laughs> Many this, years since I was here. Bum, dude, bum, 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 bum. I know we don't want to, like, talk about football for too long, but I'm a Giants fan. This season's You're rough. in pain. Dude, it's painful. I know. <laughs> dude, like, how do you think I feel? I'm a, I'm a Pats fan. It's like. Yeah, but, like, your team sucks. Yes, we do. Like, the Giants. And made they brought the pl- back McDaniel, too. Dude, I'm just what like. I'm like. Did they bring back McDaniel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got wow. fired from the Raiders. From the Raiders, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, they brought yeah. him back already. Wow. <laughs> Antonio Pierce just got promoted to the uh, acting head coach in Oakland or in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. I like that. Former Giants player. Let's go, Antonio yeah, Pierce. Serious, He's a solid man. dude. Did but, you meet him? Uh, not Antonio Pierce. No. Who'd you meet? I know you met uh, somebody. I met a lot of them. I got okay. stuck. I got. I got lost and ended up in the player parking lot one time. That's, <laughs> wow. really what, that's what happened. And that's I met, a nice. I thought you saw him in a restaurant or something like that. There no, was somebody no, no. that you met at a restaurant. I met uh, not at a restaurant. It was at Foot Locker and it was Jesse Armstead. Right, right. The guy from Miami. Great guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that one night I met, I met you know, like Sean Williams and Ron Dane and Jeremy Shockey yeah. and Dan Campbell. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Funny story. Actually, there was a kid who like went up to Dan Campbell. Uh-huh. And he was like, are you Shockey? It was Shockey's rookie year. Right, right. And he's like, nah, it's not me, kid. He goes, oh. And the kid just walked away. <laughs> and like, I was already like like 16, right. 17. I was about to be, it was going into my senior year of high yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I looked at him, I was like. That was the guy to meet back then, too. Who, Shockey? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was a stud. Yeah. And I looked at him, I was like, Dan Campbell. And he's like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like. I was like, really nice to meet you, dude. I was like, you, you're a fantastic tight end. Yeah. He goes, thanks, brother. I appreciate that. Did you get a little, uh, you know, starstruck a little bit? That night was cool. But, like, so many of the players were so cool because, like, they were, like, talking. Like, I remember Kenny Holmes talking to me about, like, the recruitment process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember I told, like, Sean, Sean Williams, I was like, listen, like, I don't plan on making it in the NFL. He goes, hey, a lot of guys in this league didn't plan on being in this league. He's like, just keep working, keep doing what you got to do, and it works out for some guys. Wow. And I was like, wow. They were great guys. Ron Dane was really cool. It was a good time. Ron Dane was a serious player. I remember back then. Big dude. Ron, and then became Ron No Gain Dane. <laughs> oh, is that the deal? You just couldn't get, it, get his wheels he, going. For the longest time, he had the New Jersey State Discus record. Did he really? I thought he went to the University of Wisconsin. Yeah, he went to the University of Wisconsin. But he's okay. from Jersey. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He could throw some discus, too. Uh, dude's legs were huge. Throw some discus. I remember talking to a ref one time, like an uh-huh. official, and he said that he refed, I forget what match, like what meet it was, but basically right behind the throwing pit was like houses. Okay. And Ron Dane threw it so far and it went <laughs> over that fence. <laughs> but at the time he had the New Jersey State discus grass record record that was like two seventeen, oh, two eighteen. Wow. I'm pretty sure it's not his anymore. Yeah. But I'll check. That's a serious skill set. You ever see those dudes like Olympic wise? 
They're fantastic. Crazy fucking talent. They're so big and so Heck fast yeah. and and nimble. Yeah. They're on the, like the balls of their feet, exactly. staying inside a little like eight foot, twelve foot circle. Do you think you could do any of those uh, like Olympic kind of uh, skill sets? I threw like discus. Jalen, Jalen I threw disc in high school. Oh, you did. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, spun. I see you kind of doing the shot put. I could throw the disc. My good friend Sean Carner was really good at the shot put. I think you remember. Yeah, I remember you telling he me. He was. Uh, I think going into senior year, he was already ranked like number one in the county and projected to go to wow. be the champions. He was it. throwing forty feet from power. Holy shit! Which basically means like he would just stand there and just like you know swing down and swing and just throw forty feet. Right. And then you know he do he threw with a slide. He didn't spin. He was starting to incorporate the spin, but he would just like just like do like the kick, like kick and throw, and you know he was hitting fifty. A lot feet. of that is coaching. Would you say? He had a lot of natural power. Right. Never took the but weight to take room it to seriously. the next step, though, I think you really got to get that coach. I think if he really got like super dedicated to and focused, he could have been hitting 60 feet and done great things. Yeah. But he kind of knew he wanted to go to school for culinary, and he was just like, I don't really want to do this. <laughs> there, was, there was a time I remember I was playing softball with this uh, guy that used to pitch for the Texas Rangers, mm-hmm. and uh, he said, you're a lefty. I go, yeah. So he goes, why didn't you play college baseball? And I said, I have no clue. He goes, there's like, do you know how few lefties there are? He said, you, I mean, even, even if you just toss the ball over, they would have taken you on the team. That's amazing. I didn't, I had no clue. You didn't, you don't know these things. Yeah. Well, I never, I didn't play uh, high school baseball. I didn't play high school football and basketball. I don't know what the hell I did with my son. Nothing in the spring? Just took it off? I'm trying to think if I did. Because that was like, uh, I did a little bit. Yeah. You know what? I, now I'm thinking about it. I played freshman baseball. But that was about a, and then I played Babe Ruth League. I was a lefty, so he played first base, and it's like I couldn't hit the way I wanted to hit. Yeah, I sucked at baseball. I mean, it's like when the, if you can't hit a curveball, that's it. You know, that's really the end of your value to the team. That's your career. <laughs> it really it's like, I'll be good in high school, and that's about as far as because you're always waiting on the fastball. Like your your body is timed to to hit to the fastball, and as soon as that ball like comes over with the the, the arc on it, you just I don't know it freezes you. It's weird. That's interesting. I didn't play enough baseball to know, but yeah, it's a seriously tough uh, sport as, as far as hitting. You know, anybody could field, but it's fucking a. So other than that, you know, we haven't uh, spoken for about two weeks here. Yeah, we had Ben's episode, and then last week, uh, what happened last week? I was feeling like shit. Yeah, I just I wasn't know. feeling too good. I, don't I was know. tired. I was having a little bit of a a little bit of a flare up in my legs, and I was just like. Ugh. I'm so I'm hurting, dude. <laughs> well, I had steak over the weekend, and it caused a little bit of a gout flare-up. That's gotta suck. It's the worst. <laughs> it's it's honestly like I can't. Even, How do you get rid of that? I have medicine that I can take. Okay. Um. So like when it it gets bad, I do have to take it, and it you know pretty much works within like two days. But man, when I get a flare-up, and it's funny because people probably listening like, oh, I better you did this. Like no, like I I really have to watch what I eat, but. I went out to dinner with my wife on Friday and right. I had a steak. I didn't finish it, so I had steak the next morning. And then that night, you know, like I said, like, you know, like whatever we had, like chicken or whatever. And then that Monday night, Steph just happened to make steak. Uh-huh. So all that red meat when Tuesday came. Is around, that what that is? It's the red yeah, meat. Was it like the cholesterol thing or something? Or I don't, it's just, it's the uric acid levels. Oh, so gotcha. if you eat like, you know, food that's high, and uh, I forget what the term is, but. It raises my uric acid. I just naturally produce too and much uric acid. And you said you had shin splints too. Well, I think that was like kind of like a little bit what it is, like because I've had shin splints. Because that's what, so the way it works is. If I you, just want to give you a resume of yeah, injuries so, here. So. And that's the problem. 
if you've ever had an injury right. or any fracture or anything like that, the uric acid finds a way to creep into those little areas. Oh, so if I've ever had, you know, if you've had like shin splints or, well, you know, like I've broken my toes or I've hurt my ankles right, or I've, right. you know, no ACL, uh, the uric acid seeps into those areas. Wow. And then what happens is as it gets higher in, in numbers or it gets, you know, thicker, it starts to crystallize. And then those crystals are in your joints and then everything just swells up. So when I get, when I get flare ups in my knee, I literally can't walk. I'm crawling around the house because I can't put any weight on it. it. It gets so bad sometimes where I can't even wear like just putting on a blanket to go to bed. And I forget who it was that asked me the other day. They're like, do you sleep when you have like flare ups? And I say, no, I'm literally just in so much pain yeah. that my body just shuts down Wow. where I'm just like, Ugh. and then like, I'm just wincing all day that I'm just like, Ugh. And I just like die for like two, three hours. You will get to that point at the end of your days where you're just going to be like, I, you know what? I put a lot of mileage on this body. Uh, I'm getting there, <laughs> you know, and my body's feeling it. And then like I was in Tom the yard. Tom was talking about that too. Yeah. You, it's, he tells me all the time. He's like, dude, like, he's like, you really can't train hard every night. He's like, how many hard nights a week do you train? I was like, I don't know. Like this is probably like a year ago. I was like, man, I get after it every night. He's like, why? <laughs> he's like, bro, like you, you've got to be able to teach and speak. And he's like, you can't be, you know, nursing injuries. Right. So I still try to get like one or two solid days of training in here. Yeah. 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 You know, I can't go as hard as I used to, but you know, I supplement, like I'll lift, I'll go to the sauna, I'll do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But man, that's why when I feel good, you know, you know, what's really funny about you though. When, you know, every now and then when I do roll with you, we are, some nights you're like, yeah, you know, just like taking it easy with me. And then there's other nights you're like, come on, let's go. Let's go. You know, like that kind of thing. And I can tell you're feeling you're, uh, yeah, you're ready to go. It's one of those things where like when I feel good and it's on, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to gas tanks full. Let's fucking step on right. it. Let's go. Let's do it. And then there's some nights where I'm like, all right, I feel okay, but I got to really be careful with what I do. That's kind of what we're going to talk about tonight. Just if you know, you know. If you know, you know. You know, you know, you know, you know. Uh, that's BJJ. It's like if certain things, but I'll, I'll get into it in a second. I'm just, I was curious about the fact that I haven't posted anything on Facebook or, or Instagram in like about two, three weeks already. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. It's like I just have no interest in doing it. What is that? Dude, so I can only speak for myself. There have been times where I'm like, you know what, let me... Let me like post like a little motivational video or, you know, something yeah. like one of my thoughts, right? Let me just share right. something. Yeah. Yeah. And then right as I'm about to do it, I'll go on and I'll see seven other people doing it. Yeah. I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. No, <laughs> no. So I don't do it. That's what I'm talking about. It's like, I, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. I had this whole thing going on, this whole schedule. I did Mondays. I did this Tuesday, whatever. And it's like, I'm just like, fuck it. Yeah. You know, it becomes too much. And then it's like, why am I doing this? Yeah. So I, I will say this. Um, Not that I have so, so much to do in life, but yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's, well, I feel like every time you make a post, you're giving a little bit of yourself. Yeah. But I right? kind of like that aspect of it. I just, I don't know. Every time I set up like a, an editing structure, it's like, fuck it. Plus I think it's too structured. It's supposed to be fun. Maybe. Yeah. So, and some people do it really, really well. I recently broke. 4,000 followers on Instagram. Mazel tov. Which I'm very happy with. Mazel tov. You know, it's not 40,000. It's not 400,000, but... 
That's a that's a it's big crowd. Four thousand legitimate organic followers. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm not a hot chick. I'm not showing off my ass. I'm not, you know, a famous athlete. I'm just some dude. But I have noticed that, and, and I'm very active with my stories. I'll always post okay. my stories, but I never make a post. That, I, yeah, that I see. Yeah, I don't post. Yeah. But when I do post, it gets a ton of engagement. Oh, does it? And I wow. almost feel like I've created this thing where people know me, they see my story, but when I pop up on your feed, it's like, oh shit, he fucking posted. Because I never post. Okay. Last week I posted like two or three times, and that's a lot for me. That's okay. a lot. Yeah, you did the Halloween one, and you did the something else. I think yeah, you were I driving in the else. car. Oh, I did the uh, all my gear from uh, Pitbull. Pitbull West Coast, right? Yeah, up yeah, with yeah. Some gear. Yeah, yeah. So of course, you know, I got to shout them out. Like it was a cold, rainy, rainy day in Jersey. Rainy, <laughs> a cold, rainy day in Jersey. <laughs> I got this, you know, uh, you know, perfect, nice little, you know, raincoat that they hooked me up with. I got my yeah. my. Fanny oh yeah, pack. yeah, yeah. I saw that one outside of the yeah. school. You were. Uh, yeah, they, they gifted it to me. Modeling away. They gifted it to me, so. Nice. It looked fantastic. I love it. It's super nice. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't complain. So shout out to Pitbull. Life is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what my life's about. No, dude, I mean, you know, he refused to take my money. And... <laughs> That's the way. That, you know what? You've hit a certain point in your life. when, when well, you... So, uh, I'll, all right, I'll share this story. So I go to the, I find out that Pitbull has these uh, fanny packs that I absolutely love. And it's got like the ADCC logo on them and everything. Right. And, you know, my instructor is sponsored by Pitbull. So I head over there and I had cash. So I go up to the guy. I'm like, hey, I was like, how much is the fanny pack? He's like, it's 20 bucks. And I was like, perfect. I was like, I'll take one. So he tells the guy to go get one from the back. And I, I take out the money. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, it's, it's a gift. I'm like, for what? He's like, you are Miguel? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, you are the head ref of ADCC wow, North America. Bob. And I was like, this is my answer. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, you got to let me pay. He goes, please, for the head ref, it's a gift. That's nice. And I was like, all right. I was like, well, thank you very much. I was like, but I'm going to buy something. I was like, all right, I see this jacket. I'm like, jackets aren't cheap. No, no. I was like, I was like, I'll take one of these jackets. I was like, I was like, give me, do you have a 2X? And he goes, yeah, we have 2X. I was like, perfect. I'll take one of these. How much is this? And the one guy, he goes, those are uh, $65. I was like, that's not bad, actually. It's not bad at all. I was like, perfect. I'll take one. He goes, okay. Guy comes out. He goes, the jacket is also a gift. No. I was like, dude. (laughs) I was like, I no, bro. He goes, please. He goes, ADCC has been so good to us. You know, they constantly support our brand. He goes, and he goes, and you wearing our stuff, posting it only helps us even more. That's slick. Wow. That's really, really good. Sorry. I did eventually buy a T-shirt. I actually gave the money to someone else, and I was like, "Can you please go buy me a T-shirt?" So I have the Pitbull ADCC East Coast Trials Pitbull uh, wet T-shirt. Wow! I had the same experience. I went to a. It was a good feeling, though. <laughs> I had the same experience. It was pretty. I went good. to a Chinese restaurant, ordered my food, and then uh, I said to the lady, "You didn't charge me for the coke." She says, "That's all right. It's on me." Ooh, See? What do you balling. think of that? What do you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> then she turned around, she was wearing a yarmulke, and you were like, ah, shalom. Yeah, well, my peeps ain't too popular these days. Oh, so. Jesus, what the fuck is... We're not even getting into that. <laughs> no, That's I don't want to... You I, know what it is with that? It, it literally breaks my heart to talk about it. I can't. It, it's so hard to talk about, but anytime people start jumping in, and it's like, it's like, listen, you don't got to go back 50 years. You don't got to go back 100 years. If you really want to go back and talk about what's happening over there, you got to open the Bible. And when it's going back that far... Just stay out of it. Yeah. It's not your place to make a social comment. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we have no problem, you know, 
making political comments about it and you know sending 60 billion dollars to ukraine <laughs> but i do like what they uh, what they did they're separating that whole thing now the uh, the new guy in uh, the speakership and republicans are have separated it so anyway i've been so out of the loop uh, i'm unfortunately i'm incredibly involved in that but that's an old I'm yawning a lot. I'm so sorry. I'm a tired, All right. I'm a sleepy I'm, I'm an incredibly today. boring guy. I get it. No, I'm tired, dude. I was up early riding trains. <laughs> but if morning. I talked about the Giants, you'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I feel good now. <laughs> no, I'd probably fall asleep. I'd be like, I can't. It's too painful. It's just too painful. <laughs> made, dude, I literally ripped off my shirt. I was no. wearing a Saquon jersey, and I, I ripped it dude, off. I threw it on the floor. What is that feeling? Because like, I remember when like, like my Red Sox would lose or my Patriots would lose. I'd like... Oh, I get so mad. For me, it's like it's not even like oh no, they lost. It's like I invested time. Yes, it's like, like you really get angry. Like I invested time to do this. Like the whole family's dressed up. Like we're doing. <laughs> like, like you haven't given me something to cheer for in ten years. Yeah. Why am I doing this? <laughs> that's what it becomes and that's where as an owner you need to make changes because if people start realizing like why am i doing this yeah the next step is i'm not going to a game i'm not buying a jersey I show them well that's what it is and if enough, yeah. people, enough people do that guess what happens they don't make money right they like it's they make their money off people coming to the games wow. i remember a couple years ago they were like come to a giants game get a free medium coke because people were not going to the games and what was happening is they the weren't putting out a quality product on the field. The tickets were selling out to yeah. visiting teams. So other teams were playing at Giants at MetLife like it was a fucking home game. Yeah. Bad, bad business. Seriously. Don't they, show up. You want to impact the team? Don't show up. They used to talk about that way with the Jets and the Mets. It's I mean, disgusting. It's, yeah. it's paper bag time. That's what it is, man. Mm. And it's funny how they, they just can't put together, like New York, and they just can't put together quality teams. I don't like the Yankees it. suck these days. The Mets, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, but when New York's winning, oh, damn, man, it's good. Yeah, it rocks. It means America's winning. <laughs> America, I wanna, like, baby. I want to like go back in time and like look at like New York championships and like see where America was. And I'm like, I wonder if there's like a correlation. Yeah, if there's a correlation there. <laughs> like, how are we doing back in 2011? Like, you know, Giants are winning. The Yankees are doing all right. I'm like, what was yeah. happening in America? Boston had that about three or four years ago. They had three of the four championships. I, I think Philadelphia had that too. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. The yeah. Flyers didn't win though. No, but they had the the Eagles, the uh, Phillies, and uh, what's it called? The Sixers were doing well. They didn't the win, but doing, the Sixers were doing, were doing pretty well. well. <laughs> uh, I, I, I can only imagine what it was like for like when University of Florida won like the national title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then won like the basketball natty. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. that's a great year to be part of. <laughs> They're rocking. They're rocking in that They're town. Like, let's go Gators. <laughs> yeah. Would you want to go see, like, out of all the colleges, which which uh, college would you want to see a football game with? Oh, man. I would love to go to, I would love to go to an Alabama game. That would be really cool. I would love to go to Ohio State, Michigan. So I'd love to go to Ohio State, Michigan. I'd like love a serious to go, rivalry, like Texas, yeah. Oklahoma, maybe, or something like that, or a, the Red River rivalry. Yeah, yeah, uh, that'd be a good one. I think Ohio State, Michigan would be great. Um, I would like to go to like I wouldn't mind seeing like USC, UCLA. Yeah, I was gonna say or like yeah. USC, Oregon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, let's go in Oregon. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that stadium. <laughs> let's go. I would love to see something like that. You know, maybe you know, give me Rutgers Temple any day. Right. 
<laughs> Rutgers is turning it around. They're bowl eligible they? now. I don't even know. Shiano's doing a great job over there. They'll never win a national title, but they'll they'll get some big bowl games. I always felt that way about like basketball. I always wanted to see like the Lakers against the Celtics in the mm. old days, like Magic against Bird. How cool would it have been to like watch that? Phenomenal. You know? Watching Michael against Patrick Ewing. Yeah, the same time, oh, the same kind of thing. Just because there was days. a time when the Knicks really wanted to bring it to the Bulls and they just couldn't. They just couldn't, man. Yeah, you knew that those those NBA East Coast Finals that was that was the championship. Yeah, absolutely. And there was a lot of good teams that didn't win championships because Michael Jordan. Absolutely, Phoenix Suns were one of them. Phoenix Suns were one of them. The Pacers are one of them. Yeah, the Pacers uh, are a bummer. They were they were always right there, right there. Yeah. And then they lose to Mike, or they lose to the Knicks. Utah Jazz. They went twice, and they the and lost both times. The East Coast was the coast. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, they, they had the great teams. But, I don't know. Nowadays, I'm watching the fucking Golden Bachelor. Laney uh, hooked me up. Oh, that. God, how awful is Dude, that? all right. Two thoughts on this. Number one, as an older person, it is really painful to watch people, like, get old looking. It's like, it's really painful to watch because they were playing pickleball. Oh, God. And it's like, I'm just waiting for somebody to get really hurt, and someone got hurt. Of course. <laughs> and I'm just like, motherfucker. I kind of want to watch. I just want to watch old people dating. <laughs> That's what, oh, no, it's so painful to watch, man. I can't imagine. It really is. Like, what the flirting's like. Yeah. Like, oh, it sucks. I like the sex. Yeah. Oh, man. Do it, they hook up? That's what I was going to say. It's like, the sex appeal goes out the fucking window and my wife is like no it doesn't we're still ha- we can still have sex and i'm like pookie come on yeah, it's nobody just, wants to watch nobody that. wants to see this shit no and she's like i like it i'm like some rotten eggs and curdled milk you know what it, I, I can't believe you just said that because what i said was like it reminds me of like food in the refrigerator that's been in there too long yeah you know? <laughs> like just oh, like yeah Oh fuck! It's done. <laughs> you know, <laughs> whose idea was that? Like, someone's like, I got an idea for this year's fashion. <laughs> what? Old people. What? Yeah, we'll call it golden. The golden bachelor. We won't even call it geriatric. We'll call it golden. It bachelor. is so painful to watch, and it's like the guys. You know what? Because here's the problem. Seriously, the way I when I view it, the guy's got money. I think he's worth about like one or two mil. Uh, his wife passed away few years ago you know this dude can pick up a 35 to 40 year old and instead they stock up all these like women his age you know in the in the uh maybe he just wants to be on the bullpen i don't know maybe he's got a business that he wants to possibly but it's like you know he could that's a guy that can probably land a 35 to 40 year old it's not i'm pretty sure a lot of guys could do that that 35 to 40 year old spot yeah. <laughs> they're they're looking. They're they really looking are. Settle. They really are. They don't want to settle down anymore. They want to settle. I know. They're like just just like I don't want to work anymore. It's like, will anyone take me? Yeah. Someone please. <laughs> I'll do whatever the fuck you want. Just take me off of the shelf here. Yeah, I always love like the girls who are like in their mid thirties and they're still talking about like their boyfriend from their twenties. Like, you know, I don't know. Things would have been different if I stayed with Jimmy. It's like <laughs> it's like so what's up with him now? He's like oh, He's married, has three kids. It's like, of course he does. <laughs> you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, done. fucked up, A. Like, oh, Aaron. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and listen, it's not about, I, I saw something the other day. It was like, they asked men, if you met a woman 
who had 80% of the things you were looking for in a woman. Okay. You know, would you would you consider that a, a good woman? And I think it was something like 90% of men were like, yeah. Okay. I get 80% of the things that I want. Like, yeah, that's good. Like, okay. we're good. They asked women the same question, and they're like, uh, no, I deserve everything. <laughs> it was like something like 20% of women, 30% of women said that they that was 80%. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, the delusion factor is through the roof. Well, you know what, though? It, it's a little bit of delusion, but I also think it's it's a delusion that we somewhat created. Oh, you know, yeah, as dads telling our daughters that they're princesses and everyone should treat them this. And then even, you know, like just, you know, society with like, you know, a Prince Charming is going to come and save you. What do mm-hmm. I have to do? Nothing. Just sleep. He'll kiss you. It's almost He'll, like, yeah, just I just have to bide my time. And sooner yeah. or later, the right guy's going to come along. Yeah, yeah. I can hang out with seven dwarves. And eventually, the, the prince is going to show up <laughs> out of nowhere for no fucking reason. Wait, wait, wait. I love that line. I can hang out with seven dwarves yeah. <laughs> sooner or later. Yeah. Prince Charming is yeah. showing. Up. Yeah, he's not even going to worry about the time that I spent living with these fucking right. guys. <laughs> There's never going to be a conversation. I'm like, so wait a minute, you just kind of live with these dudes? <laughs> what you yeah. Like, what did he do? Like, like in a tree, in a tunnel? Yeah. Like, where are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> in like the small house? You know, Rapunzel, the- Rapunzel. All she had to do was let down her golden hair. <laughs> right. Climb the tower. I was like, got it. Let's go. We're out of <laughs> exactly. here. Exactly. You know. And what were the sleeping arrangements, Snow White? Like, <laughs> I well, if you ever watched that movie, like, she's actually kind of like an asshole because she ends up taking all the beds. First of all, they offer the beds. Right. Except for oh, Grumpy. They're like in the... Uh... Yeah, Grumpy didn't want to give up his bed. Right. He's like, no, I'm sleeping in my bed. I don't know who the fuck you are. But uh, <laughs> if you watch the movie, like she ends up taking like all the beds together and like making one big bed for herself. And uh-huh. they all sleep like on the floor in the sink. <laughs> I never even saw the movie. But that's another thing, right? We teach women like if you're a lady, you, you deserve the bed. And they right. should sleep on the floor uncomfortable. <laughs> so when you're like, I'm not sleeping on the couch. It's like, what? Right. It's like, yeah. You can't sleep. What is it? The princess and the pea. Yes. Like even that story. I remember I heard that for the first time. I was like, wait a minute. That's what they're teaching girls? It was bothering you, wasn't it? Well, because it's like the whole concept is we're going to stuff all these mattresses, but we're going to put one pea under the mattress. And only the woman fit to be princess will feel the difference. difference. It's like, wait. So (laughs) nagging and being whiny (laughs) makes you a princess? I couldn't sleep last night. I was uncomfortable. I was like, oh, she's the princess. No, she's not. She's an asshole. (laughs) <laughs> it bothered you I was just like this is a horrible message that we're sending girls so we were having a campfire or a bonfire at my house the other night and Juliana was asking for scary stories so I told one to Benny and he it was too scary for her she ran <laughs> off she was pissed she's like that was too scary now I won't sleep <laughs> so she comes back she's like can you tell me a princess story I'm like sure so to summarize the princess story I told her how there was once this princess who had these two great parents and they were trying to fight the right prince for her so that they eventually could get married and take over the kingdom. Right. And, you know, the princess kept meeting all these new princes, but, you know, she didn't like any of them. And everyone kept telling her, you have to marry a prince. You have to marry a prince. Right. But she didn't want to marry a prince. Then one day the princess went outside of the, of the village or outside of her. Wait, this is a famous story. I don't fucking know. I made this up on the spot. No, this, 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 is, a, this is a real it's story. It's kind of like Aladdin. So I was like, the princess, you know, left her her tower, went outside, and she met this this young boy around her age, right? You know, making bread, and he made her this fantastic loaf of bread, and she said, "You are such a sweet boy. What what do you do?" He goes, "Well, I I work here. I make bread." Right. And she invited him to the castle, and they fell in love, and the bread maker eventually became prince, 
and eventually became the greatest king that that village ever had. And oh, I told Julian, I was like, moral to the story, <laughs> just because he's a prince doesn't mean he's meant to be a king. Right. Sometimes you should give the guy from the bread store a shot because that guy might just need a chance to show you how great he can be. And yet if she brought someone like that home, how would you feel as a dad? I mean, I'd, You'd I'd, be like, uh, you could do a little better there, kid. No, because here's yeah. the thing. When Steph met me, I didn't have shit. Like on paper, it'd be like, oof, that's a rough one. But if you ask me, what do you want to do? I have answers. Like if Juliana brought some kid who didn't have a pot to piss in, I'd be like, listen, what are your goals? <laughs> yeah, right. And then he's like, well, you know, I really want to do this one. I'd be like, okay, how do you plan on doing that? Right. And if he's got a legitimate plan, I'd be like, listen, give the kid a shot. Yeah. You, you, you know, never, you never it. know. Dude, Steph met me. I was making like 600 bucks a month coaching jujitsu. Right. Um, my car was dying every other week it was the a brand new car Tiburon. it was a brand new Tiburon when i got it Love but it. you know when i met steph it was already you know almost 10 years old almost 200,000 miles on i was driving it all over you putting put it. on 200,000 on that car oh bro i was driving Holy a thousand shit. miles a week that's unbelievable a week between driving from hamilton to east brunswick back to hamilton driving to trenton driving to ocean county a thousand miles a week wow so a lot of gas baby a lot of gas a lot of you're oil lucky, changes. Lucky Biden wasn't president. Oh then. God! I mean, it wasn't much better. <laughs> uh, and then the restaurant job was just to like you know supplement my living. Right. Uh, yeah. So when you know, I didn't really didn't have anything, I had enough money to like pay for dates, and that's it. Right. So when we moved in together, like I told her, I was like, I have no money. Like I can't afford anything. I was like, I'm basically just gonna mooch. She understood. I paid the cable bill. She paid everything else. And you know, wow. fast forward ten years. Now it's reversed. Things are a little different. Yeah, you're doing nice, baby. You know? But, I love it. But she was always very supportive of what I was trying yeah, to do. Yeah, you've always said that. You've always said that. You know, which made it, it not only made it easier, but it also made me want to do better because she wasn't forcing me to do better, which yeah. made me want to do better. That's a tough situation, you know, in a, in a sort of a new marriage. She handled it like a champ. If one party is not helping the other party. I mean, we were together for, we were living together for about seven months when I put in my application with transit and I realized like, if we're going to go down this road, I can't, I can't do this to her. It's not fair. And if I want to be with her, I have to find a way to make my life better. So I made that decision of like, you know what? I don't think jujitsu is going to be the answer for me. I think it's time to get a real job. Yeah. 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 And then I went down that path and we've already touched on that subject a million times, but here we are. Yeah. But it's true. Head ref, ADCC North America, baby. Let's fucking go. <laughs> and Pitbull recognizes that. They sure did. God bless them. <laughs> you know, and by it. the way, if you're a brand out there and you want me to wear your stuff, hey, I'm cheap. I'll wear it. I'll shout you out. Absolutely. Fucking you know, I'll shout you out. Head ref, ADCC North America. Send me some stuff. <laughs> Not hard to work with. Don't if your if your stuff is shitty though. Don't send it to me because I'm gonna let you know. Like this kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels. Cheap. I think I think the best advertisement I ever did on here was by mistake, and it was the one for the tatsu tea. That oh, thing it spread. Right. That thing spread like wildfire. I saw someone else drinking that. Yeah, yeah it's delicious. Yeah, I, you know they got a new order, a new batch coming in. I think, and uh, I think I'm supposed to get a case, and I'm super excited. I wish I had one right now. But that was just me off the cuff. Yeah, just ranting. Imagine if I would have hated it. And I was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> like, who gave me this? And they were like, delete. Did but that happen was... with blenders? No, I love blenders. That's what I'm saying. No, but did it happen? Like, were they... Uh, no, they no. Cause, no, because blenders has Dion Deon Sanders. Right. You know? Right. But Tatsu tea, like, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, keep on, send me some of that tea. It's so good, dude. 
When it's cold. All right, let me let me experiment with that. I really like Apple products. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Tim Cook. Bar's a little bit high. Yeah. Tim Cook. I understand, Roy, you're, uh, you really dig my stuff. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm excited that we had contenders for about a year. <laughs> and then, of course, as soon as we know we lose the sponsorship with them, they release this whole Halloween line. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. I'm like, where's the tapping in promo when I need it? Dude, speaking of Halloween, I played a party last night. Ooh, Halloween that? party. And Where the ladies dress skanky. Some of them, some of them were pretty, uh, like, yeah, it was weird. Number but it was like a lot of kids. Of the there. So check this out. I start playing the the theme from Halloween. Dun, 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 you know, literally, a father came over and said, "Please don't play that. Like, you're gonna freak the kids out." <laughs> How's that? I would have been like, "I'm sorry, sir. Yeah, let me uh, let me sew my vagina <laughs> back on you, fucking <laughs> pussy." <laughs> It's Halloween. It's a Halloween party. Yep. I'm playing a song from the movie. I hate people. I yeah, really there's do. a bit of that. Everybody wants to be like sort of a helicopter parent. I don't get that. You know, like my my kid gets really, really freaked out from that. Here's my question. Yeah. Why would your kid be scared by a song unless you, the parent, right. let them watch the movie Absolutely. that the song is attached to? Yep. Not my fault. My son, seven years old, loves the Halloween soundtrack. Mm. We'd get in the car, driving him to kindergarten. He was five. He'd be like, Dada, can you put on the guy in the white mask? And it was just the score. Oh, wow. He just enjoyed the score. He enjoyed those, like, the boom, boom, yeah. boom. He just yeah. liked it. Yeah, it's a really amazing thing. And it's amazing. Like, he's fine. Wrote like, that. He wasn't scared. To him, he was just like, it's funny, we were, like, trick-or-treating last night, and uh-huh. I, I put it on on my phone. It was in my pocket, and he heard it. And he looked at me, he goes, who's playing music? <laughs> but, like, yeah. he remember, he goes, he goes, I like those songs. But he wasn't scared because it's just music. But now if a parent showed them the movie, then I could see why they get scared. So, Dad, don't blame me for being scared for playing this. Blame yourself for letting your kid watch it. That's the thing. But it's like I remember when Jason was a kid, my son, he was really into Sleepy Hollow. And I thought that was a bit of a graphic movie with the heads rolling. The one with Johnny Depp? Yeah. And Uh, he's like, really? He was really into it. And I said, Jay, like, I don't know. I, I was just about to step in and do the fatherly thing. Who's in that? Christina Ricci, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a really because that whole time frame is freaky deaky to me. Yeah, you know, like you're walking in the woods and you're hearing like shit. I was like, back then was wild. It really, really Salem was. Witch trials time. Oh yeah, baby. it's a bunch of white people doing weird shit in the fucking woods. <laughs> it always gets racial, doesn't it, with whiteies? Let me tell you something. <laughs> White people like doing weird shit in the woods. They really I, do. I went, I went to fucking Bonnaroo. It's like Blair Witch it's Project. It's fucking wild. I don't know what it is. It's just like, so when white guys are like, hey, Miguel, you want to go camping? No, I fucking don't, Bill. <laughs> Not one fucking bit. I'm good, man. I've seen how this movie ends. Anytime they go to a cabin or a fucking hike or, you know, skiing, never ends well. Never ends well. And the poor black friend, always the first one killed. Absolutely. He's already out of his element. <laughs> fucking terrible that is that was always the stereotype with black comedians they're always like why do we gotta be the first ones that get knocked off in these movies yeah it's true though <laughs> the black guy always goes first that's why i love the uh do you remember the movie um it wasn't anaconda maybe it was anaconda and the black guy gets it in the first go around in that movie too no the black guy lives in that movie was that ll cool j ice cube i thought it was ll cool j no it's ice cube and then i'm thinking of the wrong movie are you thinking halloween h2o does black guy get it first? No. <laughs> no. What, he gets, what are we thinking of? I don't know what you're thinking of. So give me the movie where Scream, the black guy gets it. Scream 2, the okay. black guy dies first. Okay. It's Jada Pinkett Smith. 
and her okay. boyfriend gets killed in the opening scene, and then she gets killed at the movie theater. She gets iced after that. Okay. Yep. Got it. Wow. But in Scream 1, it's Drew Barrymore gets killed first. Yes. By Very the way, true. I'm going to say something. Is that something. the one with Nev Campbell, by the way? Yes. Very cute. Sydney Prescott. Yes. I'm going to say something. Yes, my friend. And anyone listening to this who's a horror fan, please. I'm willing. I'm going to. Oh, this is blasphemous. I don't know if I want to put this on record. So the We're girl on the, the girl who survives at the end of a horror film is known as a finals girl. Okay. You know, it's the final girl. La, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis being the best ultimate, final the girl. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've been watching a lot of Halloween. I watch a lot of it. Right. And maybe it's biased based on how these last movies went. I think Sydney Prescott is a better final girl than Laurie Strode. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm trying to get the cultural Here's why. slam bang element of that because nobody really remembers Sydney in that movie. And, and they should because yeah. Laurie Strode doesn't get chased from beginning to end. Right. Part one, she sees him all day long, but he's not chasing her. Right. Then at the very end, he does. She has to fight for like maybe 20, 30 minutes. Uh, part two, same thing. He's looking for her in the hospital, but she really doesn't have to fight till the very end. Uh, H2O, again, looking for her. She doesn't have to fight till the end. She doesn't have to fight till the very end of the movie. Sydney Prescott is fighting for her life. The entire ride. 10 minutes into the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. So she's not just the final girl. She's outlasting everyone. Right. She's a badass. Hashtag Sydney Prescott. That's <laughs> <laughs> really going on on yeah. the limb there. Well, all I'm saying is that I, I love Michael Myers. I think he's the best you know horror serial killer of all time. But if we're talking final girls, I'm putting Sydney Prescott at the top of the list. Now... The thing that I'm trying to understand about I would like to be you know horror movies otherwise. better than much better than I me. would love for someone to message me and tell me why I'm wrong. I'd love to hear some rebuttals to this, but I'm going Sydney Prescott as the number one finals girl. All right, I mean, you'll have to educate me because I really don't know that much about horror movies. But it was there one where it's like because you could look at Aliens in the same way. You know? Ridley Scott. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's fighting that. But what is it about the woman against the the evil guy that's that's so? And it's compelling the, it's the story of life is that what it because it was the same thing with texas chainsaw yep well that it doesn't it's number one you're more likely to cheer for a female to succeed in that like if a dude okay. wins you're like nah. maybe he but a woman a overcoming this like you know supernatural male figure you know that's overcoming all the odds and then you know there's you've got you know societal uh, innuendos in there as well like you know yeah. male dominated fields male dominated world and here's this one woman overcoming everything to survive everyone so it's a great aspect for that it's also easier to cheer for pretty girls so if uh, you were going to write a horror movie mm-hmm. you do it with the a woman as the uh as the final girl yeah yeah absolutely okay so it there, is somewhat cliche but it, it that's what rivets people you it, it's harder to cheer to watch a woman get killed okay you know, if it's a dude, you're like, God, I hope he gets him. <laughs> but when it's like a 17 year old girl, you're like, oh, that could be my daughter. Okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> it it's true. It's it's an easy sell. You'll never see a horror movie where it's the guy trying to be saved. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It, it just even I, even Jeepers Creepers, the first one. Uh, you know, it's Justin Long and his sister, and you know, you want Justin Long to stay alive, but he dies at the end, and the sister stays alive. 
I always think more along the lines of something like The Thing, you know, where you have, what is it, Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell. You know, but that's but that's not the same thing. Well, when you start throwing in alien supernatural movies, that it becomes a little different. Yeah. Because now you also throw in the Predator and you have Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But that you're going up against like these like, you know, these storylines where it's like these male alpha men, right? You know, toxic males right. in a in an environment where now they're fighting. First of all, only the tough guys would survive. And the thing, they're in the middle of like fucking Alaska. Right. Right. So these are guys that are built to survive in these, you know, places and times where, you know, survival is already slim. And then you get that on something extra. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, something's even stronger. Now we're talking about, you know, that male drive. We're talking about America, right? That's what yeah. those movies ultimately come. It's like, we're American. <laughs> Fuck right. off. Right. What the hell are you? Fucking great movie. <laughs> I Arnold's such a badass and predator. You're bleeding. I ain't got time to bleed. I love that. When the Native American starts cutting himself, I'm yeah, like, yeah. 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 <laughs> predator? The first yeah. predator? Yo. I, I think that Native American guy, wasn't he in uh, 48 Hours? I don't know. I that's the one so. with... Uh, with Eddie Murphy? Yeah. I'm going to be honest, I've never seen 48 Hours. Oh, dude, that's a great movie. It's Eddie Murphy and... Uh, and uh, Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. Yeah, Nick Nolte. Dude, Blue Chips. Me, it's a great fucking movie. But yeah, uh, you know, horror films. Well, listen, convict. <laughs> I'd love to start a podcast where I just talk about horror films. Yeah. Well... Roy's like not with me <laughs> no no dude I, I could totally walk you through it you know what I'm saying like like run a, a podcast along those lines but it's like you're so much more advanced than I am as yeah. far as this I actually have a friend who's really into horror films and I've like talked to him I was like bro we should like watch a horror movie and just rate it like and there just, are all like, these reaction, like, mo- uh, reaction yeah, videos just watch it and then do an hour and a half podcast and like what's going on yeah. I was like, but I wouldn't tell anyone it's my podcast I was like I'd wear like a mask and we'd do like some weird shit so people don't know it's me speaking of that like I catch a lot of these videos on YouTube where like people are reacting to a song, mm-hmm. but they always seem to like the song. Like if I was reacting, I'd be like, "This song sucks." I see a lot of those videos. I haven't seen one where they say this song sucks. Why would they make that video? That's I, I, just to be honest. I don't know. I yeah. mean, the videos that I've seen, the songs are pretty good. I haven't seen one where the song's like actually one that sucks. Like my favorite is like when they like the. Uh, they review like Freebird or like some obviously famous rock song, Stairway yeah. to Heaven or, you know, whatever, Whole Lot of Love. And it's like, wow, this is the great, where's this shit been my whole life? You know, that kind of thing. And I'm like, well, I mean, they don't make music like that anymore. No, I get it. But it's like, if I had to list, if I had to review songs, I'd be like, God, this song sucks. But or that's you because you're 60 years old and you, <laughs> but you actually listen to In good March, music. I'll be turning 60. You actually have heard good music. Okay. People so nowadays are like, they haven't heard music. So when they, they're like, when is this from? They're like, 1974. They're like, what? <laughs> I guess so. So their mind is just blown. Yeah, and you see it. You actually see it. I like the uh, I like the, the vocal coach reactions. Oh, I love that one too. Those yeah. are always good. And they're like, okay, I see what he's doing there. And like the vocal coach does it. And I'm like, I'm like you're taking all the fun out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but then you realize like, you know what? Like you're really good. But I can see why I like his better because his isn't as perfect as yours. I can feel the There's pain. this guy that does, his name is Ken Tamplin. That's who I watch. Okay, he's got like 2 yep. million, two million yep. followers. He's really, really, I, I, I guess he's a talented guy. He, never, he probably never made it in his own life as a singer, mm-hmm. you know, but 
he really does recognize these incredible vocal, mm-hmm. you know, things. And, he's but, good, man. Yeah, he's really, really good. But you could tell when he sings it like them, you could tell why he didn't make it and they made it, though. Here's the thing, and I talk about this all the time. And he's good, too. He's but, good, yeah. but it's like... He's not them. <laughs> what's missing? It's like, I'll tell you what's missing. Trauma. Okay. That I... When you listen to certain singers, because you're, listen, you can find a good singer anywhere. Mm-hmm. They're out there. Yeah. What's the difference? It's like, sometimes it's not just, perfect example, the movie A Star is Born. Right. Okay. The new one? Or, yeah, the new okay. one. Got it. Bradley Cooper tells his brother, his brother's like, then why'd you steal my voice? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, because you ain't got nothing to say. And he's That's like, true. he's That's right. True. And he says like, having something to say is one thing. Saying it in a way where people want to listen, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a whole different thing. That's really what it comes down to. It's like, how can you say your words in a way where it catches people? Like when you hear like a Lady Gaga or an Adele or a voice like that, it's not the voice that gets you. Yeah, There's an emotion behind it. So when they sing those words, they're not just singing the words. You're like, I feel this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel this. I'm there. You know, that's why like every now and then, like when you see an artist singing a song and in the middle of the song, they start crying. It's like, there's, there's more. Yeah. These words, you're not just singing words on paper. You're, you're putting your emotions out there. Yeah. You know, when Anthony Kiedis is singing under a bridge and talking about his heroin addiction. Exactly. That's raw, man. Yeah, it really is. Can somebody else sing that song better than him? Probably. Sometimes I feel like I don't have a partner. Sometimes I feel like my only friend oh, is the city I live in, the city of angels, lonely as I nice am. Nice boy. Together we cry. And he doesn't have a great voice, Kiedis. No. You know, he's very pitchy in his vocals, but, but you could feel the emotion there. pain there. Absolutely. I guess that's why they, uh, you know, even on like uh, American Idol, they always have to have these sort of backstories. You know, and it's my old man the, left me when I was four or well, whatever. It's typically the person with the worst backstory that has a voice that just yeah. hits you. Yeah. Because there's something in there that you can't teach. There are some people that, I'll, I'll use Whitney Houston, Houston as an example. She's oh. just a, a, a phenom. Yeah. Like the voice was just so good that whether she's good or not good, yeah. she's great well you have you know partial genetics and partial yeah. you know because i think her mom was a singer sissy and, houston yeah yeah you know so like the, you've got the genetics there you've mm-hmm. got the proper training and then you have she had a really beautiful way of controlling her voice yeah, I, I call it vocal ac- acrobatics but it's uh, pretty amazing yeah you know, but i get you know then you get it like a really shitty singer like a guy like bob dylan but because it's what he's saying it's what he's saying and it's really really resonating with you you know i totally get that you know who else? Uh, Jim Morrison, another one. His voice wasn't fucking phenomenal, but he just found yeah. a way to just like yeah connect with you. His way of connecting was by detaching. You know, like he would just he made it feel like he was by himself fan, so out yeah. there. You know, he was by himself. He was living yeah. his life where you wanted to follow him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like, I don't know what I'm he's the doing. Lizard King. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't give a shit about what's yeah. going on. I'm following that guy. He really took that. Uh, that like Christ-like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. he was the first level. of that uh, sort of like you know I'm I'm a religious figure, shaman yes. kind of uh, yeah, thing the going long on. hair, yeah. the you know leather pants, yeah. the 
you know, drinking I'm, the blood I'm and I the living. Yeah, just, and what's weird about Morrison that a lot of people don't even realize is he was so young. Like, so young. Like 24, 25 years old to like sort of like get that kind of like uh, it, amazing skill set. I'm a huge Doors fan. Me too. Huge Love. Doors yep. fan. I want to say I'm more, I'm more of a... on the storm. Oh, don't ding, get me started. Ding, ding, ding. I want to say I'm more of a Jim Morrison fan yeah. than I am the Doors. But, you know, I digress. You forget that he was 27 when he died. That's like, the thing. You watch his interviews and you hear him talk and you're like, that's a kid. Yeah. But it's like there's there's a spirit in there of an mm. old, wise Absolute, human being. Absolutely. You've seen some shit. And that's the whole thing about the name of the doors, right? You take some acid and doors open. Doors to reality. Doors, doors to different perception. dimensions. Yeah, everything yeah. opens up. How this sucks. Like, um, yeah, it makes you wonder. Yeah, like he was really, uh, I, I don't know. He, like when he first started, just because I happen to know a lot about the doors, he used to pl- he used to play just staring at the drummer. I was just going to say that. He wouldn't even face the he audience. He wouldn't even face the audience. Yeah, you would just stare at the drummer because he was like a little freaked out yeah. about doing it. And then by the time he turned around, yeah. they'd lose their shit. <laughs> Absolutely. And it also helped that he was beautiful. Yeah, really good looking guy. Really good looking. Yeah. Jesus. I don't know, man. I mean, you get these... I, I used to tell my friends if I ever could be a rock star, it would be Morrison. I'd, I'd be like Morrison. <laughs> I was like, if I ever started a rock band, I'd be out there in like black Timberlands or like black leather boots, right. black leather pants with the top button unbuttoned, oh, yeah, yeah, no yeah, shirt, yeah. and just like <laughs> just rocking out. Scott Stapp used to try and do that. I mean, like Not Scott Weiland used to try and do that. I mean, there are these guys that just try and pull that shit Weiland off. Weiland could pull it off though. He was just a little bit too. He was like, better than Axel Rose at it. Let me put it that way. Yeah, Axel though was <laughs> Axel, but you know Scott Stapp was just. He just felt like he was like trying to do something. Something that he wasn't. about him was yeah. just like. Yeah, he was trying to be Eddie Vedder, but oh god, you know what it is with Scott Stapp? He was just like. By the way, Scott Stapp is the lead singer. Lead of singer Creed. of Creed. Yeah. Hello, my friend. We meet again. <laughs> and he's trying to imitate uh, what's his name, Eddie Vedder. Yeah. The thing with Scott Stapp is like he didn't realize he was like the butt of the joke. I now so. I think he they realized. had some hits. They had some hits. Oh, so they had credit. some bangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bangers. Human Clay was like number yeah. one for like ten exactly. weeks. Crazy. Yeah. You know, I, I may or may not have asked for it for Christmas one year, <laughs> and they hit it right out of the box. Yeah, I mean, holy shit. It's hard to do. Fucking A, man. I mean, it's really, really hard. You know, he was a good looking guy. That he was. He knew what he was doing. Guitarist was amazing, too. Yeah. You know, they tried without Scott Stapp, Alter Bridge. Yeah. That band wasn't sucked. Touching. I don't think Miles sucked. Kennedy was in that band. Not good at all. They did. I, I listened to their stuff. There was like somebody told me to listen to the newest Rolling Stones record, and I did. And I said, listen, I don't want to bum you out, but had the Stones released this album in their heyday, it would have fucking tanked because it, there's just nothing there. There's no riffs. There's no hits. There's nothing. And they had hits. The thing Creed. is, it's like, as these bands get older, and mm-hmm. it, it was anything too, right? Like right. even like hip hop stars or mm-hmm. R&B stars, like at a certain point, it's like, you don't have that same fire. Yeah. You know, you don't have that same drive. Like you can do it when you're poor. Right. And then you're talking about life when you were poor. And then when you start getting success, you can still do it. You probably still got like one or two uh-huh. albums. And now you can talk about like, you know. You know, doing some fun shit like what's that? Uh, what's that Rolling or is it, yeah, Rolling Stones like got some Puerto Rican girls just dying to meet you. Bring a case of wine. It's like we're going to have food around like we used to. But now it's like it's like okay, this is fun because now you guys are famous and we're kind of seeing the life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it gets to like when you've been famous for forty years, it's like what are you going to talk about? 
Like, dude, we got nothing in common anymore. There's like, this great Rolling Stones song called Some Girls. I don't know if you heard this. It's from 1978. And he's like, he's just describing different ethnicities, you know, of like, Chinese girls are so pretty. They're really, really soft. And this and that. And he goes, and black girls just want to get fucked all night. <laughs> I don't have, wait, this is the best line. He goes, I don't have that much jam. <laughs> but like, you could do that in the 60s and the 70s. Those guys were like legendary for that. Yeah. Absolutely. And they're still rocking and rolling oh, in their seventies. Yeah. Absolutely, I heard something like Mick Jagger has like one. He's fucking eighty years old bro, now. One bus on their tour is just his workout equipment. Yeah, yeah, he's big on that. He, he's supposedly jogs like seven, eight miles a day. Look at this guy: drugs, sex, and rock and roll. He's Same right. age as Joe Biden. <laughs> one guy can think about that. Yeah, think about that. Well, I, that's the way I look at Trump. Man, Trump is only like three or four years younger than uh, Slow Joe, and uh, Slow Joe. And for Christ's sake, Trump is like all over the country. Like, I got exhausted just flying to England. I like, think I think there's something to be said about living. Yeah, living, and not you know, not behind closed doors with your little weird yeah. eyes wide shut masks, Stanley Kubrick type <laughs> shit. No, like real, like real stuff. Like yeah. just live your life. I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. I fucking did that. Whatever. It is a rare. Move on. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's why rock stars live as long as they can because they're like, yeah, whatever. I do it. Well, European rock stars, American rock stars, <laughs> drugs and raw rock stars don't mix too well. I think it's so many guys that because the problem with the, with with rock music with music in general, I should say, is just the boredom in between performing and waiting to the next performance. It's just really hard. So how do you that. fill that time? Drugs. You know, you do it with drugs. You do it with, you know, I mean. Sex. Yeah, but you can only fucking like pump out a, uh, pump it out like two, you know, maybe two, three times a day if you're young. And then Yeah, but you can do a bunch of stuff and to it's like have every some other fun. Day. No you doubt. do a bunch of stuff to have some fun. Yeah. But. <laughs> you fill up that time slot. I don't know. You're on a bus. It's like the same guy. Sooner or later, just like. Shut the fuck up. You know, you just don't get along with each other. Late 80s, early 90s, you had all those like tour bus music videos where they were all so sad on their bus. Absolutely. Like the Bon Jovi one. Like they show them exhausted in the bus. Bon Jovi had one. Uh, Poison had one for every rose. Crew. Uh, yeah, all you're right. Them. Every rose has a stone. Has a, uh, has a thorn. Every single one of them has a song every where they're on their bus. Every rose has its thorn. That song, that song, he wrote that song about his stripper girlfriend. Oh, who is that found, it? Yeah, we found Michaels? out was cheating with oh, him from like no. the lead singer from another band, <laughs> which kind of makes sense. I like, can still feel so much pain, <laughs> and though we both lie close together, <laughs> oh, that's, the, that's the best part of the song. That's actually really, really poetic. Was it something I did or something I said? Did my words not, not come out right? right? Though I tried not to hurt you, though I tried. Well, I guess that's why they say every rose has its thorn. Great fucking song. Where is this episode like going? Every night has its dawn. Just like every cowboy sings a sad, sad song. Every rose has its thorn. <laughs> CC. Every person that listens to this podcast over the age of 35 and is like, like, let's go. They're like, shut up. Or they're, they're loving it. Oh, are they? Okay. I, dude, I just convince myself people love everything I do. It's the, only way, it's the only way I get out of bed in the morning. Except your kid. Oh, God. My son hates me. <laughs> <laughs> he just won't listen.
How's uh, that for a segue? We'll save that for next week. All right, here's the topic. Let's go. Topic, and now we're in. Right. The reason I wrote this topic is some guy put out a very short video. I don't know what they call it, like a vine or a reel. Or a reel. A story, Vines are whatever done, the dude. fuck. I a don't reel. know. And he said, BJJ is gay. <laughs> it's only gay if you make eye contact. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking at that. And I'm like, because some, oh, my buddy got in touch with me. because I always knew that because he does all this other uh, martial arts. And I said, yeah, you know, I have to say, I think there is a bit of a gay element. To 100%. This whole thing. 100%. I mean, nobody really wants to cop to it, but it's like, there is something. Homoeroticness yeah. to it. Yeah. <laughs> then we go north-south. Then we go revert mountain. <laughs> right. Then we go back triangles. Put them in a body lock. <laughs> Rear naked choke. It's like, Jesus Christ, what am I doing with my life? Like, like read between the lines here, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of sexiness going on out there. Then you start getting all sweaty, you're just down to your underwear. <laughs> All right. <laughs> There's a great meme from like back in the day. It was uh it was a uh, Shogun Hua and Vanderlei Silva. Okay. And I think Vanderlei's on Shogun's back and they're both laughing and say like, jujitsu. Only gay if you make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw that. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it's definitely you know, it's very intimate. But that's what it is. Like when I, I remember when I uh I was talking, I forget who it was, one of the white belts, and I just said, Listen. It's going to get a little uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So just understand where it's coming from. Yeah, dude, I've been doing jiu-jitsu for 17 years. I've had more more balls on my face than a fucking frat chick. Like it's, you know, it happens. You just get used to it. That's what it is. I remember I had to say in court how many times I've gotten kneed in the groin. Because okay. I had like complained about it once in, in my deposition. And he's like, how many times would you would you estimate that you've been kneed in the groin? I was like, well, you know, seven days a week, I probably train three to five days. I probably get struck in the groin at least, I don't know, two, three times a week. Mm-hmm. He's like, let's go with three times a week. He's like, there's 52 weeks a year. I was like, yeah. <laughs> that's 150 He's like, that's something. 150 times a year. I was like, right. okay. He's like, at the time of loss, you've been training for about, I think it was like 14 years. <laughs> Do the math. He's like, it's over a thousand times. That's well over 1,500 <laughs> right. times you've been in the groin. I was like, yeah. He's like, Mr. Benitez, why do you still do this? And I, I swear to God, under oath, I was like, I gotta tell you, not until this very moment, I'm starting to ask myself that same question. It's <laughs> like, Jesus, that sounds horrible. It's like, how the hell did I have kids? It's a lot of knee strikes. But, you know, I play half guard and deep half, so that's an occupational hazard. Yeah, you're uh, you definitely nose to balls, you know? Ain't that the fucking truth? <laughs> Talk about being comfortable being uncomfortable. Okay, so... What the subject of tonight's thing is, if you know, you know. In other words, <clears throat> there are certain things when you're doing BJJ that you kind of come to the conclusion of that mm-hmm. nobody else understands, okay? When I boxed, it was a different thing than this. Like, I guess maybe wrestlers have a, a bit of a connection to what this is. Wrestlers probably get it. You know? Yeah. So if you know, you know, there is that sort of very, very close male-to-male kind of thing yeah so where are we going with this like what are some of the things that if you know you know yeah so second one i got there's something that you learn i think in this where it's such a close-knit community that you really find yourself supporting a friend's success 100 percent. you know what i'm saying 
and it doesn't hinder yours. No, no. There's enough for everybody to eat. Yeah. You know, and with jujitsu, especially because you, you do get so close to people. My wife says this all the time. And, uh, you know, I love when she talks to, like, the other wives. Like, when the school first opened up, you know, we were all at Cradella's house. And she was talking to some of the wives. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they were like, you know, how do you, how do you share him yeah. with all these people? And she's like, she's like, I'll tell you what. She goes, I met my husband when he was still a blue belt. And I've never met people like you meet at the jiu-jitsu community. She's like, look at these guys right now. She's like, they haven't even known each other a year. Yeah, you do. Like and the wives start to like look around. They're like, huh. She goes, it is the most welcoming, yeah. opening community when you do it the right way. She goes, and when you're in, you're in. Like she's like these people, and you do. know it yeah. too. It's like you can meet somebody. Like I met somebody in the airport, and I saw him wearing a uh, Henzo sweatshirt, and it's just like I was like, drawn to him. You know, we just <laughs> and they know, even though you've never trained together. There's yeah. something that you guys understand that other people don't know. It's funny. I was talking to Tom the other night, and just talking about you know, you know, people who have come and gone, people yeah. who train yeah. that don't train anymore. And I was like, listen, dude. I was like, I tell my guys all the time, like. Even if it was if it was me, right? Like what we're doing is bigger than any one person. Mm-hmm. You know, in about six months, I'll be a memory. In about a year, I'll be forgotten. And within two years, I'll you know, eventually I'll just be a picture on a wall, and they'll be like, you know, our original instructor. But as the school continues to grow and people quit and come and go, you're talking about you're going to have a hundred, hundred and fifty people that train who don't know who I am. Okay, it's like the Fair sport enough. keeps going. I was like, so. You know, everyone needs to realize that the sport's going to keep going. The school's going to keep growing with or without you, right? No one, no one person is going to impact everything, right? Including your head instructor. So I told Tom, I was like, I've been by your side for the last 17 years. Yeah. I was like, I've seen a lot of people come and go. I was like, I'll tell you right now, I fucking love this team. I love being a part of this team and I love being right by your side. I was like, but I earned my spot. Yeah. It's a very different thing, but you don't need 17 years to earn your spot. You know, you take someone like Max. Max has been training here for three years. He's someone I trust immensely. Someone right. that I love. Right. Like, and I know he listens to this, but I like, I love that kid yeah. with all my heart and yeah, soul. Absolutely. So when they do well, he's sort of like the son that I never had. And yeah, that's why I look like at my him little, a lot like of times. my little like Hebrew brother. Right. Um, <laughs> You know, so that's why when things go well, it's the best feeling in the world. Mm. And when it doesn't, it just breaks your heart. Yeah, you invest so much. There's so much emotional investment there. Plus, you know, forget about the class, the conversations, the talking, the joking around. And you're half naked half the time, driving to tournaments, seeing them win and being at their best, seeing them lose. When Max won that last tournament, I went. Was it Pans that was here? Camera. I'm pretty sure it was Pans, Um, or the New York Open. But it was the New York Open. But when he won, man, I wanted to cry. Yeah. Because I just know how hard he works. Yeah. And, you know, Max is one of those kids where, like, he's legitimately, like, a good kid. Like, yeah. he's a good fucking kid. Well, I, you know, I don't mean to bust just on, on Max because he's just amazing. But I, I can say that for a lot of the kids. And what I was going to get at is that even though somebody leaves, like, like you take a guy like Charlie, for instance, just, I don't know what it is. He's, you could just sense that he... He was a good human being. 
Well, that's and the I other thing. I think that's part of BJJ. You really kind of get to know people on a much deeper level. Well, and that's the other thing too. Like when these guys leave, you know, and and they're gone. Show goes on, but guess what happens the second that door opens, and they walk back in. That time that they've been gone, erased. Yeah, it's like welcome back. It's almost like a guy thing, like a guy friend, because they always say that like uh, guys can pick shit up, like pick it right back up. Yeah, but it, with this, it's like it's the best. Like when Charlie walks in, I'm like, let's go. Yeah, you know, Brian McGovern walks his ass in here again. I'd be yeah. like, let's go. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like forget it. I don't. I don't care about the last year, two years. Exactly. You're here now. You're here now. Jump in there. You know what you got to do. We'll pick right. it up. And get right back into it. I think part of that, and that's kind of the third thing I wrote down, is that I think we all, if you're doing, like if you know you know, if you do BJJ, this is the real deal. Yeah. Like you're, and I'm not saying anything else is not, but for some odd reason, this really kind of like strikes true to me. There's just something about this, you know? Because here's the thing, I've been in a lot of fights, and let me rephrase that. I've been in scuffles. It ends up on the ground at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it ends up in the ground at some point. And sure, like if you fight someone who knows how to box, like all right, then that's different. But how many people out there know how to actually box? Yeah. Right. Now, how many people know how to actually box and go around picking fights? Yeah. Well, it goes back to even like at a higher level when uh, I was talking about that uh, video of Rod Tang, who's a great uh, Muay Thai Fantas- fighter. I, God, I love fights against fight. Demetrius. As soon as the you know went into the bjj slash mma mode the fight ended over pretty damn quick over you know (laughs) you just really see what's a true skill set here yeah i mean listen i think we don't have to have the argument anymore about what's the better martial art the first ufc's proved that yeah the the conversation's over you know Mm -hmm. i remember somebody asked you know would uh would helio still want the ufc going do they see a need for and it's like probably not because he proved his point in order to be a successful fighter in this world, you need jujitsu. Yeah, no doubt. You you can't be a UFC champion and have no jujitsu. You need it. I mean, you can always land that lucky punch. You could always be a great boxer and and you know like throw hard. But once that fight gets you know taken to the ground, it's over. You better know something. That's the point. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Another thing. Um, there are some guys that I look at that just have dropped weight, and you can just see their sort of benefits that they've gotten from this as far as their physicality well yeah you know and that's another thing if you know you know when you do jujitsu like i don't know what it is i come home i know i was done something different than lifting weights Mm -hmm. your body feels a different type of soreness yeah your muscles develop a little bit differently that's what i'm talking about it's almost like when you're going to the gym yeah you develop your muscles but when you're doing jujitsu you develop almost in an athletic manner yeah. You know, like everything gets a little bit more elongated, a little bit more yeah. defined. Yep. You look like you're not designed to just look good in a gym. You're designed to perform well. That's kind of what I'm taking getting at. Yeah. I mean, there were certain times when, like, I don't know why, and maybe you can explain this too, but like I come out of the gym and I'm just like, my head is swimming. Like, like almost like I got hit in the head kind of thing. And it's a little scary, but I love that feeling. You know, like you're floating kind of. And it's a, it's just an interesting thing. That, that it, feeling is great. I had such a good lift session one day. I had a good pre-workout, went to the gym, had a great lift. I right. was so like, I was up on the clouds. You were a I, beast. Yeah. Right. I, I called my uh, mother-in-law and father-in-law and I was like, I think I want to ask your daughter to marry me. 
<laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. Holy shit. I man. wonder what would have happened if I had a shitty lift. I know, right? <laughs> what if I don't take my pre-workout that day? <laughs> but that day, it's God damn. Butter, it's the old butterfly yeah, effect. Baby. What would have been? Oh, man. <laughs> that day, the pre-workout was kicking. I was taking this thing by ProSops called uh, Mr. Uh, called uh, Hyde. Okay, it was fantastic. Oh, like Doctor Jekyll, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Oh, okay, they had a, uh, they had that a, makes sense. They had a a Jekyll. Okay, which was non-stim, and the Hyde was stim. Right. Uh, so I was in the gym for like two fucking hours, just fucking nasty boy. You know, this is when I was in like my little like jujitsu break, so I wasn't training yeah. that much, but I was hitting the gym anytime I had a day off. And oh uh, what is that? Sometimes I, I was gonna actually ask Ben that last time. Like some days I feel like a fucking beast, and other days I just like I've seen I'm things struggling. So you know? I've seen guys who like bodybuild, and they say like, when you have those days where everything feels good, write everything down. Yeah. How much sleep did you get? What did you eat? Because right. something it didn't just happen. Right. You no. Know, now the days you felt like shit, write down what did you do. <laughs> it's like you know this day I got seven hours of sleep. I had a good breakfast. I drank a lot of water, and then went to work out. Oh yeah, this day I I slept like shit. I drank four cups of coffee and then i went to go to the gym you're like what i feel like shit <laughs> it's little things yeah little things make the biggest difference it's little things that make my heart sing it's little things that the only little you things bring. little things all right boy we're thinking right. a lot this episode all right thing i uh, the other thing if you know you know you can be good at any age oh yeah which is kind of cool you know like that's my favorite thing about this. Yeah. You know, it's like, listen, like at a certain point, you know, the young athletic kids are going to catch up with you skill wise and then it's going to be, you know, it's going to suck. But until they get there, <laughs> yeah, you can be 65 you look years like old. like a fucking genius out there. You can be 65 years old, <laughs> right. beating their ass. Right. And that's what's humbling. It's like, yeah. I, you would have kicked my ass in a street fight. I had to learn what you knew mm -hmm. to make this fair. And that's the only thing that makes fair. It's like now age matters. Yeah. Now that we know the same thing and we've got the same technique, now the age matters and my body matters. But just know, kid, when you walked in here and didn't know shit, these mats might as well have been a fucking bar. That's and right. if it would have been, I killed you. Yeah, very easily, yeah. Very easily. But that's where the humility comes in. I suppose that's what it is. Like mm -hmm. I said, if you know, you know. And that's what PJJ does for you. Well, those are my, like my favorite memes are like, there's like a... It's like always like some skinny, like nerdy guy. It's like, yeah, you love like, bringing that up. It's like, like it's the like, mat broads. Yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, the mat enforcer getting ready for open mat. And it's like right. some like, you know, some dude with like corduroy pants Mikey on. Mikey Musumichi looking. Yeah. Dude. And it's like, that guy's going to kill <laughs> everyone. Gonna kill you. It's like, so who's the baddest guy here? And like they point to Ben. It's like, nope. It's the, it's the skinny little It's Felicia. Yeah, it's Felicia. It's like, see that girl? She's scary. She's going to kill you. <laughs> and like it, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's fucking... <laughs> she cracks me up. Well, she she's did. so low-key. That's the thing about her. Yeah. You know? She really kind of knows it at this point. And, uh, I, God bless her. She's good. Yeah, she she's is. She's good. And she's not good for a girl. She's fucking good. Yeah. Well, uh, the other thing that I love about it, like I said, I keep bringing up the phrase, if you know, you know, but there is an effect of this outside of the school. In other words, if you see somebody outside of the school that does it, that's one connection. But there's this sort of mystique also outside of the school 
where people are like, you do that crazy shit, don't you? You know? They're so curious. Yeah. And they have so many questions. Because they're like, how is it different from karate? And it's yep. like, very different. <laughs> That's what it is, It's man. like, for starters, I'm a grown man. <laughs> and I have bruises on my face. And I'm going to go to work like this. And no right. one's going to say a goddamn thing to me. <laughs> and when I get a piece of tape on my belt, I'm going to cry. That's but, it, man. And then people come in and, man, like... You know, that's why I love like the new students, and, like those brand new white belts, because you can see it when they're done. Those first couple classes yeah. are like, holy shit, I got a long way to go. But then yeah. they look down the line and they see, you know, older guys, smaller guys, females, moms, yep. and they're like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about our school and the culture we have here. Like if you look down those mats, like you look down the line, it's not all super freak athletes. No. It's also not all hobbyists. It's such a mix of everything now where yeah. it's like you've got the the 13-year-olds who are going to kill you. You got the 59-year-olds who are going to kill you. You got the 35-year-old who's just starting it for the first day. Yep. You've got, you know, you know, the, you know, the pretty girl who wants to come in here and be able to defend herself. Like you have everything on there and it's like, "Wait a minute. All these different people are doing this." And it's yeah. like, "Yeah." But like, here's the thing. They like, all have something in common. But that's a, that's exactly what it is. They're crazy. Well, the crazy factor, yes, but they're doing this sport. They're do, like, I don't know what, like, I keep going back to if you know, you know, but it's like, that's what it is. Like, it, it, it's this, every day. And I think the thing about jujitsu, it's like, what makes it different from like other martial arts and, you know, hitting pads or hitting a heavy bag. Right. It's like, you learn it, you apply it, you fail. And now you're addicted to making it work because you'll be like, professor, like this isn't working. It's like, come on, let's train. And then I'll hit it on you a hundred times and be like, it works. Uh-huh. And now it's like, what am I doing? <laughs> it's like, you're doing nothing wrong. But at the same time, you're doing everything wrong. Right. And it's, it's such a, it's such a mental game. That's my ne- That was my next point where it's, you just, there are some nights you just drive home and like, why isn't this working? Silence. Yeah, and it's just your own silence. Oh, the worst. Those are the worst drives. I, there's nothing worse than a silent drive home where you're contemplating the whole time how like you just need to quit. Yeah, that's you're like, exactly. I'm the, it. You're like, I'm done. Like, I'm never gonna get better. This is. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't hit a sweep in three weeks. Especially when you hit like that blue belt mode. Yeah. Where like you're at blue belt and you think you like things should start working. You're like, I haven't submitted someone in a month. I haven't. I've been on bottom mount. For the last six weeks, I'm a two-stripe blue belt. I'm not getting better. Yeah. If you heard me just say that and you've ever felt like that, I'm going to tell you some advice. Keep training. It will get better. The problem is why I tell everyone, especially at blue belt, you'll never know how much better you're getting because every time you get better, everyone else that's senior to you turns it up a little bit. And it's just enough where you can't tell the difference. Hmm. But they can. If I change the thermostat from 70 to 71, you probably won't know that I changed the thermostat, but I did. Right. Then as you start to settle, I'll raise it to 72, 73. It won't be till I hit 80 that you're like, it's getting warm in here. <laughs> that 80 is purple belt. That's when you realize like, okay, I see what's happening now. Now we're fighting. Is that the blue belt blues though? In other yeah. words, where people basically say, you know what? Either I, I, There are two kinds of blue belt blues to me. The guys that says, all right, I've, I've learned enough and, you know, I put in whatever it is, three years, uh, this whole thing. I, I I feel okay. Then there's the guy that just is plateauing. 
And that's that to me is the more painful. I think they're the same guy. I don't know, man. They're the same guy. Except one guy's willing to admit I'm not getting better, and one guy's gonna be okay. like, "I've learned all I can learn." No, okay, so it's the same. You've both same hit coin. That sa- yeah, yeah. I They're get just it. giving me different reasons. I get it. Okay, I was gonna quit that job anyway. Now you got fired. Nah. <laughs> There's the guy who's like, "I really needed that job," or like, "You know what? This job's not for me anymore. I, I, I don't care if they fire me." The right. like, I was gonna quit anyway. You're the same guy. You were, you both got fired. <laughs> you both quit. You both left. Whatever it might be, they're both full of shit. Yeah, I get it. On the flip side of that kind of person, though, is that do you see, a, like, from your perspective, do you see people growing differently personality-wise? All the time. You know? Like, the the, the cocky guy becomes humble, mm-hmm. or the humble guy becomes a little cocky, or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? All the time. You know, you see, you know, we, we already talked about, but like, you see someone like Felicia, who... You know, super quiet, but then she starts to open up. Uh, you know, Brian, another one, super quiet, but you know, slowly opening up. You know, Max, this like you know, you know, was you know, this same with Manny too, right? They're both young, both Monty kids. Mm-hmm. They're wild all over the place, and you've seen them slowly start to like hone in on one thing and yeah. really get disciplined. They become more mature too. And they become more sense. mature and they yeah. grow, and you see people trying to figure out things about life, and yeah, you absolutely. See. I mean, I see it with my own son. You know, yeah. Benny comes in here. He's like, "Can I help with the warm up? Can I help with the cool down?" He's excited to be here. Right. He wasn't excited when he left tonight, but <laughs> you know, so be it. He's competing in four days. It's you know, you got to have one tough training session. Yeah, but you do see the personality change. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, like it, cool. they come in a little bit scared, but as the years go, or as the whatever months and years mm-hmm. go by, they become different human beings. Yeah, and you know, and. One of the proudest things, I came in here last Monday and, uh, you know, or it might have been Tuesday. I can't remember when it was. Anyway, uh, and I'm looking at the class and Justin looks at me. He goes, eight. And I'm like, eight what? He goes, eight females. And I'm like, holy shit. Wow. I remember we couldn't get one. And I was like, we have eight women training. And I'm like. That's awesome. I'm like, we, we're getting to a point where we can almost have a women's class. Why not? You know, it, it, and to me, that's hard because it's so hard to get females in here. But we got one, we got two, we got three. You know, we got Denisa, we got Simona. Um, you know, we had Taylor for the longest time. Taylor, Felicia. Taylor, Felicia. And then it starts to grow. So now and, you have. And you got the kids. You, you got the kids coming in yep. here, uh, the 13 and 14 year olds. And then now it's like, you know, they, they get paired up and it's like, okay. So when a new female comes in. Right. There, it's not like oh oh we have a woman who trains here twice a week. It's like no, like we're probably gonna have one this class, and she's probably so, a blue belt. And so I gotta ask you, what is a woman's sort of uh, arc of growth in this? In, in like, what are they growing psychologically? Like, how would they? It, it's got to be different than what a guy feels because a guy has to sort of act through this in a physical way so I, I, what is a woman kind of growing i think for the most part it's all the same what i will say is the biggest difference is where men get confidence right women get i truly believe this and ladies if you're listening and you disagree or you have a different term please like let me know i would love to hear this i think what women get out of this is empowerment okay where now it's like you know anyone can be like i'm as strong as a boy but now you're literally training with the boys 
and you right. realize like I can I don't give a shit I can beat your ass but you can also realize like there's differences men are strong <laughs> yeah yeah you yeah. know it, it's jujitsu mats really take away all the fluff and all the political correctness and all the social yeah, yeah, yeah. like it, it gets rid of it it's like let's just call it what it is a 240 pound guy and a 140 pound girl that 240 pound guy if he knows what he's doing he's gonna put it to he's him gonna beat her ass yeah, right but if he doesn't know what he's doing he's gonna get his leg ripped off right. even if he does know what he's doing he might get his leg ripped Without off a doubt. so it really gives this sense of empowerment for him it's like you you can't just you're not just gonna be able to defend yourself you're gonna defend yourself well i'm gonna rephrase that not even defend yourself you're not going to be able to protect yourself you'll actually be able to defend yourself right spray mace situational awareness running away you know rape whistle that's all ways to protect yourself jujitsu you'll be able to defend yourself right you're gonna be able to deliver an ass whooping as a woman no matter your size your age everything and i think that's something that you know, women really need in this world. And I think jujitsu really gives them. It's that sense of empowerment where it's yeah. like, it's not a false sense of like, I took a self-defense course. No, no, no. You know what the fuck you're doing and you fight every night. Right. And they're unlike men. I think they're uncomfortable right out the gate. That's what I'm saying. I think Second, they we're really, like, really Mount, tonight are. we're learning Mount. That's uncomfortable for a woman. No doubt. You have yeah. to get on top of a man. Like that's uncomfortable. Yeah. But you get past that and then you realize you can be very dominant from there. Yeah, it's almost like getting used to cold water in a sense. It is. You know, tonight we're going to work guard. You're a female. You know, you right. have some guy wrapped around your legs. And it's like, but now you also learn like how if you're ever in that position and you don't want to be, which statistically is the whim, is the position women would have to defend themselves from. No doubt. Yeah. That you is some that, damage. That's what I'm saying. That's one of those things about BJJ that, that you really, really, like, like when I see a woman that, uh, that, has up to purple belt let's say there's a definite respect factor there 100 percent. beyond that the way i feel about a guy let's say at purple belt yeah because she had to do everything that guy did but she yeah. had to do it against guys right that's exactly you know right. and probably you know especially like you know if it's a younger school and you see a purple belt it's like there probably weren't that many women to begin with so she was probably right. doing a lot of it on her own mm -hmm. you know we have some women in here you know you take someone like a like a taylor or even like a Denise or a Felicia. How many right. classes did Felicia come to where she was the only girl? Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, and she had, you gotta like. That's a big step for a woman. Well, and even like there were times where Felicia early on would have to like tell guys like, hey, like, roll. Yeah, like, Don't I guess be nice. So. Don't take it easy. Right. Because you gotta get guys to get comfortable. And then the guys who are gonna get comfortable are the ones who wanna fight everyone. And it's like, you wanna roll? I'll fucking roll. So she's spending all, all her nights rolling with Max. Manny, Evan, myself, yeah. Justin. She's not getting easy rounds because we're the only ones who are like, you want to roll? We'll roll. But that's the, the I think every woman has an interesting uh, reason for being here. Like you take Denisa, she's a mom of two kids and she's very consistent about being here. She's great too. She's getting really tough. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. That's what I'm getting. But she has a different mindset than Felicia. And then you look at Simona, like you said, who just comes in and just continues to, I guess, grow in, in this thing. But She looked really good tonight, too, jujitsu-wise. Yeah, but I'm just saying that she just really, really is growing nicely, and, and it's very, very interesting to see it for me. Even even like Kim Regner, she's now a mom of two kids, mm -hmm. and she's just, I have a uber respect for them that I don't, way. I don't think their growth is any different than men. 
I just think that when we think of jujitsu, we think of a combat sport, and then the idea of a woman doing it becomes almost like a novelty. But to Maybe, me, it's yeah. like it's the same thing. I don't think yeah. it's any more impressive. I don't think it's any less impressive. I think some of the waters they have to traverse are definitely going to be more difficult. Right. But at the end of the day, it's like it's the same path for everyone. Right. Everyone's stories are different. Like you can be like, you know, the women their stories. It's like I can tell you the guys whose stories are fucking crazy. Yeah. You know. So I think everyone's here for. Everyone here shares something in common, which is something brought you in here. Right, right. You know, you think you're coming in here to lose weight and learn stuff, but there's, there's something else. Yeah, that's, that's... There's something else. And I don't, th- I don't care if it's a male or a female. There's something in there. Yeah. In my ear. Speaking of something in there. Yeah. I'm like scratching <laughs> yeah. my ear. Like something got in there. Yeah. Next thing. And we're, we're, you know, we're kind of running out of things, but I, I just think that there's a lot of injuries that goes on in this. Oh, if you God. know, you know, the injuries are real. Here's the thing. We can tell you till we're blue in the face, like, yeah, jujitsu is healthy. Jujitsu is safe. Right. It's a combat sport. Injuries mm-hmm. happen. And the injuries don't happen because someone grabs a, a straight ankle and just keeps, gra- that's not how it happens. It's just, you know, you, you weave when you should have wobbled, you know, you turned when you should have stayed, you stood up when you should have sat. Or you go for something at the same time that your partner goes for it, and the next thing you know, you get an elbow to the forehead. It happens. Or you get an elbow to the tooth. Or you get an elbow to the tooth. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I thought I've lost a tooth. Right. Can't tell you. Little things were like, you're defending something, defending something, defending something, and then they let go of it, and you punch yourself Pop in the shot. fucking mouth. <laughs> right. You're like, no, no, boom. You're like, shit, I lost a tooth. you know or like you're like ah my leg hurts a little bit today yeah i'll be all right i'll put on a brace next thing you know you go to stand up someone goes for a sweep boom you just snap your leg in half yep is that their fault no it's your fault dumb dumb you should have called it a night so the injuries are real they're going to happen anyone who starts training jujitsu and thinks they're going to go their whole career without getting injured right you're lying to yourself right it's going to happen. Yeah. You know. And it happens to the strong guys. I mean, Spalding yeah. had a had a big chest injury, I remember. Yeah. And it happens to the little guys, you know, just having some big Listen, person you, laying you know, on them. You want to try to minimize it, right? right? And you can. You can train in a way where you don't get severe injuries. You'll get hurt. You'll have little things here or there. Right. But you won't have any major injuries. But you want to compete. Well, now you're you're you're, you're yeah. an athlete at that point. Like you're yeah. gonna tear something. Yeah. You know, I don't have cauliflower here, but I tore my ACL. So to me, I'm like, yeah, that's I'm, I'm a legit jujitsu guy. Yeah. I don't have an ACL. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> you're like I was talking to uh, Doctor Jesus, one He's of the, the better man. people on the planet. He's the man. And he was just telling me it's like, oh, this hurts, this hurts, and and I'm like, yeah, it, it's. But here's the thing: if Justin he wasn't, was telling me his lower back was hurting, I mean, just. It, it catches up to you quick, man. It sure, I'm, fucking I'm does. quickly approaching my 40th season, and I'm like, "Ooh, my body is not <laughs> happy right now." I gotta listen to it. I gotta listen to it. Yep, absolutely. The other, second to last thing, I, I, one of the things that I love about it is that you got to give this time. This is not something you're just gonna get. Even if you're a phenom, you're you still have to give this the respect. The, you got to give this art the respect that it's going to take. Yeah, you got to let get it good. simmer a little bit. Yeah. Well, you see people tonight, I tell people all the time, I'm like, you know, you're going to learn this move tonight. You're probably not going to hit it for, you know, three that's to a, six Yeah, months. that's a great way. Yeah. I'm like, you'll do it during drilling, but the second you go live and you try to do it, it's not going to work. Right. And it's because 
they know more than you. Okay. So the second you try to set it up, they're going to be like, no, 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 silly rabbit. <laughs> so I love when people go for things that I just taught in class. I'm like, dude, I just taught this. Yeah. Don't do that. Show me a little respect there. <laughs> I remember I tried something on Ricardo one time after he tried something and he like stopped. It. He goes, come on, man. You can't, <laughs> can't hit me with my move. And I was like, shit. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> It's very, very true. It's, true. it's like one of those things that like, I just get the sense that like part of it is intuitive. Like you sense where the different bodies are going to move and you, but that's That takes time. It takes time. It's it's almost like you're not going to get on a bicycle and, and start riding it without your hands on the handlebars. Yeah. Well, it's like surfing. Perfect example of yeah, surfing. Yeah, same sort of thing. You might not pop up that first day. It's going to take right. a while. Right. And then even once you start popping up, it's not going to be, you're not going to be big wave surfing. It takes time to get yep. consistent, to get better, to keep progressing, get bigger waves, get, yep. you know, do more tricks. It all takes time. Yeah. And you, this, this particular sport deserves that time. I also feel that's why, that's why so many jiu-jitsu guys like surfing. Like I surfed for a little bit. It's like, you gotta be very patient. It's a lot of work Is it? to be patient. Okay. You're paddling out there, paddling out there, waiting for that right wave you know, then you, you got to time it the right way because if you're off, right, you yeah. wasted it. Yeah. Now you got to paddle back You make out it look there. so damn easy. That's the problem. It's a lot of work. Yeah. You know, that it, it's so much goes into catching that one wave. Yeah. And then guess what you got to do? Paddle your ass back out there. <laughs> you know, that's what it is. You, you spend a lot of time working. All righty. So that was, if you know, you know. That was a quick one. Yeah. It was like 30, 40 minutes. I mean, I can go further. If nah, you want. let's keep going. I'm so <laughs> okay. sleepy. I have a game for you. It's called the "How Much Money" game. As long as you don't ask me the other one that you talked about the other night. All right, I won't I'm not ask answering that one. That one. <laughs> That's we're not the best putting one. That, we're not putting that on fucking public record. <laughs> All right, how much money? How much money would you take to go to jail for five plus years for no reason? Five plus years for no reason. Five plus years, no reason. How much would it take? I need, I need a million a year. Okay, so that'd be five million all all in. Yeah, five mil tax free. That would mean you get out, you have enough money to retire the rest of your days. Yep. Okay, that makes sense then. <laughs> okay, you gave me the wink and the yeah, click. Okay. But I don't want to get charged with anything while I'm in there. Like I don't want to go in for five years and then I get in a fight. And they're like, now you're here for seven. It's like fuck off. No, no, dude. this is this is just. Yeah, you know, I just, it's more the money thing that I'm curious so about. Do my time. I'll do five years. Okay. How much to give up orgasms for 10 years? For 10 years? Not enough not money <laughs> in the fucking world, dude. <laughs> 10 years? Bro, I'm not going 10 fucking days. You're crazy. I have a hard time going 10 hours. Are you serious? So it's over a million. Yeah, over a million. Bro, you don't have the money. <laughs> you don't. You better fucking bring Elon in here and have like serious conversations. How long? 10 years? Yeah. 10 years. Not happening. Not. There's no amount of money in the world. Okay. How much to give up contact with your best friend and not tell them why? For how long? I guess forever. I mean. Oh, forever? And not tell them why. In other words, you just, like like your best friend with Sean, let's say. Okay. You just don't speak with him ever again. Oh man! Is there a dollar? I want to say there's no amount of money, right? But here's the thing: you might do it for a mill. <laughs> no, nah, it have to be more than a mill. 
Because I'd probably have, I'd want to like send him some cash and take care of him too. Okay, that's that's fair enough. You know, but I mean, I, I guess like I guess after like six months of not hearing from someone, you probably address pretty quickly. <laughs> right, that's what I'm uh, thinking. Let's go, let's go ten mil. Okay, and I'll send him a check for two. I could, yeah, I think I could drop my best friend for ten mil. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I could probably do it for cheaper. But right. you know, <laughs> that's what it. I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, everyone's got a different price. That's what I'm saying. All right. Uh, it, this is a tough one that I found. You got to put yourself back. How much would it have been if you, if God said you can't have children? Ooh, that's a tough one. <sighs> can't have kids? Yeah. How much would you? How much would it take for you? And to I already say, have the I, knowledge of having them. Yeah, no, that's a lot of money. I that's think. a lot of money. Yeah, because it's it's almost like this is the whole purpose of life. That's a lot of money. Yeah. I'd at least want every dollar I already spent on them. That's right. right. <laughs> that's, All right. That's a, that's a tough one, man. I know. Yeah. How much would it take to listen to a shitty song 30 times a day for the rest of your life? 30 times a day. I think I could do that for like a thousand average bucks a song day. Is, average song is what, four minutes? Yeah. So we're talking... 30 times a So two hours, for two hours. Yeah, okay, that's for the rest of your life, though. Every day for two hours, I got to listen to this shitty song on repeat. Yeah. Every day. Oh, see, I think in the beginning it'd be easy. Yeah. But I think once you're hanging like that, like. <laughs> it's like the Chinese water torture yeah, after a while. Yeah, you like, fucking kill me. <laughs> now, do I have to be awake while it's playing? Can I play it while I'm sleeping? Possibly. I don't know. I didn't I didn't uh, get into that. See? The... <laughs> yeah, I think like that, buddy. Uh, I would do that for $1,000 a day. I think so, too. Because I, I would just treat it like work at that point. I'd be like, right. hey. I'm going to make it $1,000 today. Exactly. I got to sit here and listen to this song for 30 okay. times. And it, it doesn't have to be continuous, right? I can listen to it right. five times, take a break, five times, take a break. There you go. You know, eight times. I only have to listen to it three times an hour <laughs> in an eight-hour day. I, I make $1,000. Yeah, okay. I'm just thinking like work. There's things. Listen, I got to listen to someone. My boss is at work. Right. It's the same shit. <laughs> All righty. 1000 bucks a day. All right. How much would you need to name your kid something ridiculous? Not much. <laughs> Benny, your new name is Shithead. Yeah. Dude, I almost named Benny Odell Julio. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> My fantasy team won the championship that year. Odell Beckham and Julio Jones were my MVPs. I was right. like, yo, Odell Julio's coming here. Thank God it didn't work out because we traded Odell and oof, it could have been bad. Oh, my God. I wanted yeah. to name my son Jacob. Jake. I thought it would have been pretty cool. But Laney said... No, 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 no. We can't name that. He's got to be like, I see Jason Priestley on 90210. I've oh, never met God. an ugly Jason. So we're naming him Jason. I'm like, all right, whatever. So Jace was named after Jason Priestley. Yeah. I Benny, mean, when you're Jewish, you name it after people that died. Okay. So it had to be a J name to begin with. So Jason, <laughs> poor Jay. Well, I mean, Benny got his name from Benicio Del Toro. Seriously? Yeah. We knew, we knew we wanted to name him Benny. Okay, we just didn't why? know how to get there. But why? Yeah. I mean, just joking around one day, we couldn't figure out a name, and we okay. were watching like The Sandlot, and I was like, let's just, let's just name him Benny Benitez. That's awesome, yeah, yeah. And then Steph was like, I like it. I'm like, his name is Benny Benny. Like, you realize that, right? Absolutely. So then we just had to figure out how to get to Benny. We didn't want Benjamin. So it was almost Bendrick. Um, and then one day I was home from work. Is that a name, Bendrick? Yeah, we trust me, we looked it up. <laughs> and... Uh, I was watching TV and Sicario came on oh, and I'd never movie. seen Sicario. Oh my God, I love that movie. And I watched it and spoiler alert, if you've never seen it, stop listening. The very end where 
Benicio del Toro sits down at the table and the guy's like, you would not kill me in front of my children. That's he's the like, greatest scene. He's like, and he turns around. You're and right. Boom. And he kills the kids. Yep. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I texted Seth. I was like, Benicio. And she was like, ooh, I love that. Yeah. And that was it. Isn't and that great? Benny Benitez, Benicio. That's beautiful. Yeah. And how did Juliana come about? Juliana was named, We Steph wanted an Anna name, like Aubriana, Adriana. And then my grandma's name was Maria Julia, but everyone just called her Julia. Okay. So we got Juliana. Oh, that's sweet. I like yeah. that. I like that one a lot. And then my sister's, or my daughter's middle name is my sister's name, Juliana Gabriela Benitez. You said Gabriella came from Gabriella Sammatini. Yeah, my sister was named after Gabriella Sammatini. Not a she bad won, person. She won the uh, Virginia after. Slims that year. Yeah, and my aunt was like, great name, her, name. name her Gabriella. That's a great name. So we have Benicio Angel Benitez and Juliana nice. Gabriella Benitez. Love it, man. Wow. And when she says her name, it's because she's like Juliana Gabriella Benitez. <laughs> <laughs> Everything she does is so cute to me. I love yeah. her. She was a witch for Halloween. She's so cute. Ah, that's all. All right. How much would you have to take to constantly fart? Constantly <laughs> fart? Like, like, yeah. I mean, dude, I'm doing it for free now. I'm almost 40. <laughs> if I sneeze too hard, I might shit myself. <laughs> it's fucking horrible. The older I get, the less I can trust I a fart. I don't have that problem. It's so weird. No. no. <laughs> it's because your fucking sphincter is tighter than the star of Could David. Be. Mine Could is fucking. Be. It's been abused. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> and you know jujitsu if you know you know right exactly <laughs> alright let's get rid of that one uh, man I don't know sounds like, like you could hand, you could do this for like a hundred bucks a I day I mean maybe. what's like I mean what's excessive <laughs> like <laughs> like are we talking like once an hour twice an hour like, I'm just farting all day you're just farting all day all day I'd want to die <laughs> like just imagine always a <laughs> no I'm thinking of like holding it in and it's like it's really like hurting oh, your stomach no, kind no, of shit no no I don't know I don't know. <laughs> I got I got more questions about that. Alrighty, alrighty. Uh, you cannot uh, text any longer. You can only use the phone as a phone. Oh, dude! <laughs> Fucking! I can't text anymore. I can only use the phone anymore. as a phone. How much would it take, dude? Hundred bucks a day. <laughs> fuck yeah! Take it. Oh, you would. I was yeah, going easy. the other way with that. Nope, take it. I don't give a fuck. I love texting. Oh my god! Just if like quick, I would love, like, done. yeah, you know, I'd love to, but I can't text anymore. I'm like, quick, done. Put a I thumbs would, up there. I would only hear from people I want to hear from. That's a great point. Looking at it, because I, like I hear it. from a lot of people right, right now. <laughs> if it if it involved a phone call, oh my god! Seriously, how many people are you hearing from every day, dude? I just deleted 369 conversations on my texting. Okay. Oh, on your texting. Yeah. Holy shit. That's not including Instagram, WhatsApp, group chats, everything. I go bananas if I'm like over like four or five. No, day. bro. No, no, no. You got to remember too, like, like, so just for work alone, I get 25 students per class. I do about two or three classes per year. So that's 75 students that have my personal phone number and my, my work phone number. Wow. Then you got the students from here. Then you have like my family. Then you have friends. Then you have, you know, like I communicate with a lot of my friends through WhatsApp. Right, um, right. You know, especially like, you know, like my jujitsu friends, because who knows who's where. Right. You got ADCC group chats. You got group chats with my teammates. Oh you got separate God. group chats with teammates. You got group chats with people from here. You have Instagram. You have people commenting on stories. I get, and and I'm not even a star. Like, I only have 4,000 followers. I'm not even famous. You know, you get people like Tom and Gordon. They need like two, three phones. That's unbelievable. 
because it just doesn't stop. You saw my phone too. You're like, I saw a lot of Instagram. I'm like, yeah, I did. I just happened to walk by and I saw all these Instagram, uh, yeah. like, cues. and that's and that's just four thousand followers. That's unbelievable. So you tell me, I don't have to text anymore. Are they getting in touch with you? Like, like, do they want to get in touch with you? Is that the way? Is that what's going on? Some down? people do, and the thing is, like, I'm so like not a big personality where I I tend to get back to everyone pretty quickly. Okay, that's also why I'm very selective with like who I follow back and who I respond to. Like, like is there a certain time of day that you do this? Like, you take an hour out of your day no, to just you just bang it. Wow. Yeah, and you know, like if I'm really busy and I can't, you know, keep the conversation, I'll just like double tap. I'll just like, like right, whatever this sounds like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, it's like, thank exactly. you, I appreciate it. Um, I, I definitely don't talk to, like, like this is my one rule. <laughs> if I don't know you and you're a female, I'm not following you. I'm not I following you back. You. I'm not responding. Yeah. Like, the only girls I'll talk Cause to. Because you know it gets weird sooner or later. Yeah, the only girls that I'll talk to on Instagram are, like, you know, students that train here or, like, ADCC people. Mm. Um, you're, like, some competitors and things like that. Like, you know, but everything's very... I try to keep it very like, yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's like every time I, I look at my phone and I see like 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 thirty voicemails, and, and like some I feel bad about because my mom, like I'll see she called, yeah. and I'm like, uh, I better start saving these just in case. Yeah, you no, know, vo- when voicemails I don't get a lot, but like I get I get a lot of messages, especially now with ADCC because I'll get a lot of competitors yeah. who message me with questions. Oh, serious? Okay. Yeah, yeah, And, you know, and I try to answer them as best as I right. can and yeah, try yeah, to yeah. communicate. I'm like, you know, you, you got to do this. Like, they'll send me clips. and like, hey, why didn't I get two points here? I'm like, oh, talk to the judge. <laughs> oh, so it's really getting in-depth. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, wow. dude, I'm fucking busy. You guys think I'm just, like, walking around telling yuck yuck <laughs> <Shit's> stories. I'm <laughs> <Shit>. fucking, <laughs> shit doesn't stop. That's why when I'm home with my kids, I like have to put it away. Yeah. Like if like we're watching a movie, that. like I, I put it away How do out you of feel sight. With that mentally? Like, cause I, like I said, I just, I get five phone calls. I, I'm like losing it. It's prioritizing. You just deal with it. Yeah. It's wow. like, yeah. My days, my life's not going to end if I don't return to this. Uh, so cheap, it. cheap. I'll pay them. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, how much would uh, you take to let someone choose a tattoo and location? I don't know, five hundred bucks. That's it. Yeah. Do, well, I mean, do I do like, I have input like on the I size? Like I say, I say, I want my name tattooed on your shin. Yeah, thousand bucks. <laughs> That's all it would take. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. You got a thousand bucks? We'll get this done. And you got to pay for the tattoo. <laughs> Jesus. Like you can put Big Daddy Roy right there on my ankle. <laughs> like what's that? Like a thousand bucks is a thousand, thousand bucks. bucks. A thousand bucks. <laughs> I did that to pay for this tattoo. Dude, I'm I'm, be- I'm uh, betting it would be at least ten thousand. I mean, depends how big we're talking. It, just like one of these, like about four or five inches. My name, thousand bucks. That, that's it. Yeah. Oh Jesus! Put it right into the savings account. Thousand bucks, cheap. You got a thousand grand. <laughs> you got a thousand bucks. I'll put your name on me. Jesus Christ. Easy, baby. <laughs> I don't know why that just fucking mm. floors me. <laughs> tatsu T. You got a thousand dollars? I'll put a tatsu T. Nah, you know what? I'm not putting that there because they'll probably offer me a thousand bucks. Yeah, I'll exactly. Probably, I'll probably take it. Though. It's a pretty cool logo. <laughs> thousand bucks, dude. It's free money. Wait, wait. Pitbull is like, all it would take is a thousand bucks for him to advertise our name. Their logo is dope. <laughs> Their logo on yeah, it. Yeah, people have done it. Holy shit. People have done it. Like, I think for me to get a tattoo, you're probably talking about 10 mil. Really? Yeah. 
You have just, no tattoos though, right? I have none. Yeah. And you want to go into a Jewish cemetery? Yeah, no, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, it would it would take about ten mil. I'm a heathen, dude. <laughs> I guess so, I got man. Michael Myers and a plague doctor tattooed on me. <laughs> I got initials of a fucking old nickname I had. You got me scared to put Roy on me. Come on, fucking put that right there. <laughs> thousand bucks. <laughs> oh man. Because you know I could whip out a thousand bucks pretty I know easy. You could. I know you could. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I know Roy's got a thousand bucks. Let's go, dude. I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> Plus, All you can right. always cover it up. All right, that's true. All right, you could. You have to wear sandals with socks for the rest of your life. <laughs> In other words, like open toe sandals or thug sandals, Birkenstocks. Oh god, with socks. How much are you taking to do that <laughs> for the rest of your days? Like I can't wear sneakers ever. Nothing, man. I'm thinking five mil. I need a couple mil only because yeah. I love wearing sneakers. Right. And I, like now, like I got to go to a wedding cool in a factor. nice suit with fucking Birkenstock. <laughs> Who am I, Evan? I'm, like, I'm not trying to do this shit. The fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> he does that shit. I know. Fucking sweatpants with Birkenstocks and socks on. I mean, snowing I, outside. He's, he's one of the greatest personalities I've met. Here. I love him. He was, he was fired up the other day talking about the giants. Oh, was he? I would need to only wear that. Uh-huh. Dude, I need, I, I need like need twenty mil. mil. Yeah, exactly. Like I can't wear Jordans anymore. Like, come on, I need twenty. I need Birkenstocks. Yeah, you got to pay me. I got to get paid. B socks. Yeah, I got to get paid. <laughs> I got to get paid. All right, how much to let your wife see your browsing history? Like my web browsing history? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I don't know. Like teenage tit uh, freaks. You a know? grand. She saw it one time by mistake already. Oh, she yeah. said she's cool with it. Yeah, it wasn't. It I wasn't, wouldn't let. I wouldn't let Pookie. See it that. wasn't a fun night. She called me out on it. She's oh, like, shit. "What are you looking on your phone?" I was like, "Nothing." She's like, "Is that <laughs> big busty milfs?" I'm like, "What the fuck did you say?" <laughs> she says, "Is it Latina POV?" I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" She's like, "Delete your wait, history." Wait, wait. And you're like, "What the fuck?" Are you Meaning, knowing full well, like, yeah, what I know exactly what she said. Exactly. I was like, like you're being very specific with what I'm looking up over there. She's like, delete your history, you pig. I was like, Jesus Christ. It's like, you got me. Do you think she has like a a weird browsing history too? No, I don't think she does. I think what she is with it. women? They don't, don't have that. I'll tell you, probably has a weird one. My sister. <laughs> oh, I have no doubt. I can only imagine. Latex slave. She, she likes what she likes. Fucking, she's an animal. <laughs> Like dudes like wrapped up in latex getting pissed on or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> like when I first met my wife, she had like porn magazines. Not not a lot, like maybe three or four of them. And I'm like, I like it struck me as so weird that w- women don't have this sort of thing. And I'm like <laughs> Oh, but they do. So I said to her, I go, like, what is this? And she's like, Don't 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 you look don't you look at that? And I said, Do you want me to throw them out? And she goes, No. <laughs> They're into porn too, man. They get horny. I guess so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. I can talk never, more about that. I, I never grew up with girls, so I don't. I don't know anything about their uh, proclivities. They're, they're horny, dude. I get it. How much to uh, change your religion? Change my religion? Yeah. <laughs> Go, babe. That's a lot, dude. <laughs> like I know I joke about being Jewish, and I am four yeah. percent Jewish, but like, man, like to convert to Judaism, hey, man, you're you're 
This is how much money, Ben? Uh, I really like Christmas. <laughs> I need a lot. I need like a hundred mil. That is a lot. That's a lot. That was the one thing that you that's more money than anything else. Yeah. I mean, I got a fucking tattoo on you for a thousand bucks. Thousand bucks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get you into Temple for less than a hundred mil. Not to not to consider myself, you know. Wow. <laughs> not to put a Berg at the end of my last name. It's gonna cost some money. <laughs> <laughs> or you're some like, or like you're like Mukata bin Assam or something like that. Like, could you go the the, the Muslim route? <laughs> or like, uh, like Raj, you know, Rajnikar or something. Like oh that. God, no, 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 no! You gotta fucking pay me a lot. You gotta pay me a lot. I can't change all those ideologies and change my diet and all types of shit. <laughs> that takes you know, a lot of money. Even change some of the things I do sexually. Like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'm good where I'm at. I, I like the club I picked. Now, Tom is really like spiritual, you know, Christian the same way. Yeah. Do you think he would say the same thing? Like, he'd probably say no money. Yeah, yeah. There's not, no, not enough money. <laughs> That's oh, awesome. Man, I just feel like if like you could like change religions for money like like you're basically already soulless so why do it? <laughs> there you go so while i agree with you know the my impression of tom uh, that's a lot dude i don't know that'd be a lot that'd be a lot I, that's what i'm saying but It'd that's the one thing you said over all the others yeah. that's amazing i might even have to go like a bill it's <laughs> <That's laughs> a lot that's amazing that's a, that's a big change yeah. i know i know that's awesome man Last one. <laughs> tattoo for a thousand, but that's what I'm saying. Be a lot. <laughs> dude, it's like you're still blowing my mind with, probably this, take with a, a tattoo for a thousand bucks. Thousand bucks, dude. <laughs> Let's go. Put a big huge fucking penis on your shin. Not that's why I said size. We gotta talk about how big. Okay. A four inch dick on my calf? That's yeah, nothing, dude. That's nothing. <laughs> a four inch flaccid dick on your yeah. uh on your uh Bro, there's a lot of girls out there that have gotten four inch dicks for a lot less than a thousand bucks <laughs> wait someone sees it and goes is that a fucking flaccid dick <laughs> it is I got a thousand bucks for it <laughs> what did you do with a thousand bucks I got an eight inch penis on this leg <laughs> alrighty <laughs> how much to say you do not believe in God no amount of money. No amount of money. No. Nope. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm with I you. I can't that. do it. I can't do it either. Because at the end of the day, and, and, I, I and do mean believe it. and mean it. At the end of the day, like, no, I can't do it. Because at the end of the day, like, I do believe in God. And the day I have to meet my maker, who be like, remember that day? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you sold your soul for it. I'm like, I guess if you're real, I mean, I guess that means the other guy's real, huh? Uh -huh. See you later. I'll go downstairs <laughs> now. <laughs> Does this elevator go down? <laughs> like, oh shit, I got a suite down here. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> all right man you you uh i i learned something about you now i learned a big one <laughs> my uh, i think a lot of people learn something about my religion you. yeah that's great though four inch dick a tattoo on my leg thousand <laughs> bucks a flaccid you know, penis. start worshiping muhammad it's gonna cost you a lot <laughs> a lot probably gonna have to walk away and they'd feel the same way yeah you know what i'm yeah, saying 100 like because it because it really gets into the like family. It really gets yeah. into like everything you're really about. It's everything, dude. Yeah, it changes so much of you. Absolutely, absolutely. I, that's why I don't understand when like when people do convert. Like it's very very rare that a Jewish person becomes something else. 
they'll become atheists, something like that. But right. a lot of people convert out of marriage. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot yeah. of girls, when they marry a Jewish guy, they end up becoming Jewish. But it's like, and it's wonderful to watch because you really got to learn your shit to become Jewish. But uh, I'm always curious about like, what are they thinking? Because like, yeah. they're really giving up a lot of their family. I feel like that might be different for women though, because it's maybe. almost like when you get married, you kind of naturally, you take the man's last name. That's true too. Yeah. I didn't but for guys, that. it's like, oh, I'm not changing my no shit. No fucking way. We kind of got the good end of that deal. It's like, we get married. It's like, I don't lose shit. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, nothing Except on me money if yeah. Uh, yeah, if she leaves. If she leaves. My wife, on the other hand, had to fill out all this paperwork to change her last name, get yep. a new life. I'm like, Jesus, that's inconvenient. Totally. Have fun with that. <laughs> exactly. All right, we got to right. get out of here. I'm exhausted. Wait, this is the last question. Oh, last question. Big three. Since we talked about horror movies and it was Halloween recently, mm-hmm. aside from Halloween, <laughs> give me three movies you would recommend that are scary. Three movies that I recommend that are scary. Boom, 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 boom. At the top of my list, I'm putting in Terrifier. I'm a oh, big fan of one, Art yeah. the Clown. I really like what they're doing with that series. Uh, it's a good time. Uh, if you don't want to go that scary or that slasher and you really want to like chill back a little bit, um, I really like the Conjuring series. You know, the Annabelle movies. You yeah, can pick yeah. any one of those and have a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'll pick one of those movies. I'll probably go with like one of the Annabelles or The Nun. The Nun's fucking creepy. Yeah. And let me think, let me think, let me think. I want to take it back a Did little bit. Did you ever bit. see like a M. Night Shyamalan kind of thing? Like uh, yeah, The Devil? His, his movies aren't scary. Devil is really scary. Nah, Devil's all right. That's one with the elevator, right? Yeah. Yeah, fuck that movie. No. <laughs> what about The Omen? Omen's all right. Or Exorcist or yeah. something. Oh, I'll give you a scary movie. Go back. Rosemary's Baby. Oh, that is a freaky deaky movie. Yeah, that movie's fucking creepy. Yeah. So this thing, a- I remember when that movie was done, I was like, this movie was made in the 60s? Uh, 1969, 1970. Yeah, like, yeah. are you serious? Yeah. And that was... Uh... That was Mia Farrow. No, who's the director? Oh, Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, oh, it's wait. a freaky deaky movie. Yeah, it's a wild one. I'll give <laughs> you those three. Rosemary's Baby, The Conjuring, and what was the last one again? Terrifier. Terrif- oh, that was a good one, yeah. Yep. All right, man. Welcome back. It was good to be back. Talk to you guys next week. Love you. Bye.